What's up? What's up? Once again, sipping in, mixed with crucigen, bitches in, couple lady friends, counting Benjamins, Venice Ben, on the twenty twins, that was state of beans, lift the things, made a change of plans, well that all the pins, shout out my four bro leaves, and I smoke that OG, coach motherfucker police, oh my niggas rock. Are we on now? Are we live? Charlemagne. Are we live? DJ, are we live? I should start opening up every podcast that way, bro. Are we, that's how we gonna open it up. Every single podcast, everything I do for now. Are we live, Charlemagne? Are we live? Are we live? Yeah, we live. Good, cause I ain't gonna curse. I ain't gonna curse. Talk, <laughs> and then proceeds to curse. Like, how does that work, bro? Seven Rolls Royces, twenty Bentleys, twenty. Not seven, just not now one, not two, but twenty of them things. Fucking Ray J, man, legend. I believe man. everything he said. I think I tweeted that yesterday. I said this is his ex-wife or his current wife. I'm not sure, but I just know he always argues with a woman. He's always arguing with a woman, bro. <laughs> Prince of Love is his current wife or his, his, you know, his baby moms or whatever the case may be. But, bro, this man is always arguing with a woman. I'm like, bro, what you be doing? Seven Rolls Royces and 20 Bentleys, man. That's what that's he bored. Yeah, I got just arguing with my woman. I got everything. I mean, he got nothing better to do, I guess. Shit, I got seven yeah. Rolls Royces and 20 bellies. I be dressing like Bill Gates, bro. You can't find me nowhere. Man, I'm dressing like Adam Sandler. You see how Adam Sandler be dressed? <laughs> yeah. Yes, bro. Trust me, I know. Adam Sandler dressed like a New Yorker with money. <laughs> I he mean, don't want to be seen. Ain't he from Long Island? I think so. I know he's from New York. I just don't remember. He likes that ball too. He got the old like Bill 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 uh, Habitat shot. Yeah, he 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 played ball like a like a white man from the seventies. But he's nice though. That's what I heard. He be dishing out dimes and shit. With the form and pull up. That's what I'm saying. The form and pull up is is all just white man style. Hey man. Adam Sandler played like Goose Gossage. <laughs> oh, we about to start doing that. <laughs> well, I said Andrew, I said Andrew Wiggins, and the slide is gonna continue. I don't care if he went for 47 last night or 27, whatever he had. Uh I said he played like what Wally Sir, not Wally Serviak, but I said he played like uh Tom Googly Allen. Tom Googly Allen, bro. That's a name. You know Tom Googly Allen is. You gotta leave. You just just do your do your Googles. He did yeah, make an all star. I remember you asked me. He did ninety seven. That's insane. They was letting anybody on the all star team. Kevin Johnson <laughs> played on the all star team. Oh my god! Now and Kevin Johnson, not good, bro. No, nah, and Kevin Johnson was like, 
I think that I feel bad, but I think he was only averaging like 15, which is good for a point guard back then because, like, point yeah. guards only average for some time, like 10 points, but they have like eight assists, and that basically made you a Hall of Fame point guard. Right. That's too bad of his off the field, uh, off the court uh, things we know are, yeah, we also we don't talk about that, man. Who, Tom? What is Kevin Johnson, bro. Oh, yeah. Now, we forget when he was out there in Sacramento, he was like the council or something like that. The councilman. Yeah, like touching and inappropriately touching people. And uh, the Me Too movement got him out of there. Out, out, bro. And he, he was doing it for years, too, and nobody said nothing. When the Me Too movement came, they were like, yeah, we ain't forget about you. But, hey. Yeah, he's been quiet ever since. Hey man, Poo, listen, Poot. I and I call Andrew Wiggins Poutine Ricky Davis. He better get it together. He better get it together. Hey, look. All right, man. This only gonna happen probably three times, maybe ten at the most, where he gets twenty-seven. But that he's still gonna be averaging like sixteen, eighteen this whole season, bro. Because he gonna be averaging sixteen, and they gonna be getting blown out by thirty-five. Yeah, and then people said that Steph needs to try to score more. It's like, bro, why? Because they nobody pays it. Because that's the hashtag analysis, man. Nobody pays attention. Just they, listen. You can only do so much when your team is not making anything. They think Steph is just gonna score. They think Steph is gonna do. Oh yeah, if Kelly Uber and Andrew Wiggins miss shots, Kelly uh, Steph. Stephen Curry's gonna do the sixty points and ten dribbles like uh fucking Clay Thompson. Like that's not how that shit works. Like you could do it. You do what you do. You put your numbers up and everybody else not putting numbers up and missing. Like what? What can you do? And Kelly Oubre was is missing shots that he usually be making. Like it's one thing if he's trying to do too much, but you know if he's missing them shots, like eventually they're gonna fall. Just Wiggins got to be more consistent and Pascal. I know. Am I asking for too much? I was about to ask that. Like, I can't remember a time since he's been in the league where he's been consistent. Consistent being trash, yeah. Yeah. Like, this play, like, he'll get you like 20 points, but then it's like one assist, one rebound, <laughs> seven turnovers. But, like, yeah, like, he really, really got to work hard for that 20 points. You know they were saying, um, you know how they were playing against the well, they playing they played the Nets opening night, and somebody said that his misses because the rim, the rim for some reason the Brooklyn Nets, the Barclays Center, the 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 rim, if the ball hits the rim, it sounds mad like that shit is mad audible. Somebody said that shit sounds like the grinding beat. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's hilarious. It's like shoom, shoom, shoom. But, and then the thing is, because it's an empty arena too, so. And it's crazy because even when there's a there's people in the crowd, like you can hear that shit. Like, <laughs> they gotta turn the, they gotta turn the mic down over there. I'm like, bro, this ain't ASMR with a basketball room. They got a little bold stereo at the top and grinding got fucking up. Dolby surround sound for the rim. Like, why would I want to hear that that loud? Oh, we got new right. titanium alloy type rims in the Barclays Center. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers got the you, you motherfuckers got the the THX sound from Star Wars on their on the basketball rim like fam we do not need that I know it missed 
I don't need to hear the clink, the loud ass clink too, unless you're shooting a ball that hard. But we got 4D technology in here. You can smell the sage that Kyrie be burning. <laughs> you can smell it, hey man. Kyrie's trying to sage all that racism out that arena. It ain't no sage, bro. You need to burn a full crop of that shit. <laughs> you just gotta. <laughs> you can't even burn it. Just put that shit around the court. And just lay it there and just put it on flames, bro. You gotta just engulf it. This shit look like an inferno match. <laughs> you have to, bro. And then you gotta light every racist white person there, like Bray Wyatt. Not saying Bray Wyatt is racist, but the, you gotta treat the white person that's racist in Boston like Bray Wyatt. You know how you know how much fucking oil you need, how much gasoline you gonna need. Right. Yeah. I hate those racists too. That the we're not telling people to burn up racist white people, but you know. No, do not do that. No, no, no. Just you know, burn sage, man. Yeah, say sage. Burn sage. Slap the hell out of them. That's what you could do. I mean, you could do that too. You know. Hey, man. Uh, What you? What y'all should be staying in the house. (laughs) That's not gonna happen. You heard what I just said before we turn on. Before we start recording, <laughs> I ain't gonna say where I'm going because you know the people be listening. But you know I'm going somewhere that you're not really supposed to go. First of all, it's cold where I'm going, and I'm not trying to buy a jacket. I'm gonna come out there with a hoodie and see how long I can last. I mean, it depends. Unless it's snowing. I mean, and you know when it's cold, I usually I really don't wear a jacket. Like that. I usually wear a hoodie. Maybe that's because I'm used to it, but you against it. Cause when they get 50 degrees where I'm at, I'm like, man, motherfuckers be wearing damn North faces. And I'm like, fam, it is not that cold. Yeah, it's never that cold to wear a North Face jacket. I mean, it is. I, I've dealt with it, but you know, or if I wear the jacket, I'm gonna wear it wide. I'm gonna wear it open. I ain't gonna even zip it a shit. I'm just gonna have it because I need something to cover my arms. But hey, yo, this camera is really annoying me. Oh, I gotta do the plugs. This is uh, we don't have no name for this yet. I'm gonna let y'all know right now what's going on. But this is, in fact, episode one, and I'm out of frame right now. I hate this camera. This shouldn't get me. I don't even know how to cool, bro. My man, my man, Bay's got the samurai showdown webcam. <laughs> no, this is like a snuff film, bro. This is like a snuff film camera, yo. <laughs> like Ben's got, Blair... got the Blair Witch cam. <laughs> I love you. what she did in the movie. I love you. I love you. And then what oh, they did shit. is scary movie made it hilarious. Like came... one drip came down, bro. Acting gold. Should have won an Oscar, but yeah, man, this is the, this is the pilot episode. We trying to we, this is the one we pitch to the to the networks. Yeah, like, hire me or else. The social media networks, please do it because uh, I ain't got shit else to do. That's why I be recording. This this the demo tape. Oh yeah, you definitely could tell because you see, like I said, the camera is really bothering me. That's all I'm about to just. I'm supposed to be looking at you anyway. But, it's but this like, man just staring at the camera like, stop zooming, motherfucker. 
like it's really annoying. I don't know what I press, and at this point, it's like, all right, we gotta roll with it. Like, so for those of you that seen the video, hello, it'll be better yeah. next time. Just enjoy looking at my, my face. Banks, when they zoom in, you gotta yell like Soldier Boy, huh? <laughs> no, I'm <probably laughs> doing, I might as well do the you when it's on. <laughs> you. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, this is the first episode. We're gonna talk about everything going on with sports, a little bit of wrestling in there, and we're gonna have a fun topic uh with everybody. Well, if you're a sports fan, a beloved video game that we all have grown up and loved, and talk about bringing back once a week, probably. I would say. I say why I mean, not? I have. We haven't. I have. Oh, I can't speak for anybody else, but I do all the time. It's funny because I was gonna play yesterday, but I didn't have time. Maybe I'll do it after. Well, you still got like an old vintage PS2. It's it's insane to say vintage PS2. Vintage. No, I still got my PlayStation 2 from when I got it for Christmas. Yes. Two 20 years ago. I still have it. I still got my Super Nintendo. I still have my PlayStation 2. I still have my N64. Oh, thank you for reminding me because I was gonna get uh, the Super NES Classic, but I forgot. Like, I can get the emulator on my PC and then just get a controller yeah. and then hook up the HDMI to the TV. Right. I used to do that on my old MacBook. I had Mame, and then the PS3s because the USB. I used to I modded it to my Mac, so if I wanted to play, I would play like X Men vs Street Fighter on my MacBook. I played like all the CPS2 classics, like Street Fighter Alpha and all that shit, but. I like I didn't get an NES class, a Super Nintendo Classic because like literally I think out of the twenty games that were on it I had like sixteen of them already. I'm like, there's no point in me buying the shit. And I was gonna get it for Star Fox too, but I'm like, eh, it's cool. Like if I play it, I will play it, but I'm not gonna kill myself if I don't play Star Fox too. Even though I think it's pretty cool that they did have it and they just never put it out for you know because they wanted to go to the N64 already. Can I be honest with you? The main reason why I want an Xbox Series X at this point over a PS5 is because it's a little bit easier to get anyway, and it's a lot cheaper. Even though they tack it on $200 more to the $500 retail price. Even though that's starting to drop too. Uh, if you look on StockX and all those sites, and the PS5 prices are they starting to drop now because people are like, you know what? Nobody's buying this. Let me drop the price. Yeah, there's start, nothing. It's starting to be easier to get it anyway. Right. And the thing is, too, is like, because, you know, I was thinking about getting it, and then I'm just like, I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, I haven't really played my PS4 much just because of life, I guess. <laughs> like, I usually mm -hmm. I, I usually use it more for Netflix, but, like, when, I was, when I'm looking, I'm like, okay, what's Alpha PS5 that I can get that's out now? And I'm looking, I'm like, okay, Miles Morales, okay, I mean, that's great, but I'm not going to get it for one game. Like, maybe if I get the PS5, like, I already have Mortal Kombat 11, and I bought all the season passes because I'm, like, a huge Mortal Kombat head, and I'll do that. But, okay, if I want to get Ultimate, cool. But I'm like, I might as well just get Ultimate for PS4 and play it and finish it. I played the story already. I know how it works. I mean, I got to just play the add-on. Like, most of that stuff, I'm just like... Did like it's already on PS4. Like why? Like I'm not gonna kill myself. Like unless they do newer games, I'll get it. But for now, I'm like, there's no point. What What is really out for these systems? 
there's really nothing. It's not like back in the day where we had launch titles. Like, remember when launch titles were a fucking thing? Like, when you bought a Super Nintendo... Like, the Super Nintendo had F-Zero as a launch title. Like, the PlayStation yeah, 2 right. had launch titles. The PlayStation 2 had... um, What did it have as a launch title? Was it Tech Attack Tournament? It was Tech Attack Tournament. It's Tech Attack Tournament. It's one game called Oni, O-N-I. I remember it, Oni. Look that up, bro. I had that. It had Dark Cloud, it had NBA Showtime or Hang Time. It was Shaq on the cover. They NBA had hoops, that game wasn't good. Hoops. That was later like on. Was that hoops or it was Hang Time? Nah, it was hoops. The one you talking about? No, yeah, the one you talking about. I think it's Inside Drive. That was for Xbox. That was no, like no, the, no. that was. The, Hold on, let me see. No, it was NBA Hoops because Hang Time was Hang Time was Super Nintendo and PlayStation One. I'm a huge Jam fan, so I like I played like I remember it was Jam, then Tournament Edition, then it was Hang Time, then it was NBA, then they made NBA Jam Extreme because Midway and Acclaim shared the rights to NBA Jam, and when Acclaim like when the negotiations went up because like obviously they made mad money, Acclaim mm-hmm. tried to like charge Midway more, and Midway was like, no. Like, we're not doing that. So then Acclaim went on to take the NBA Jam name, and then Midway kept making games with the engine, but they just gave it different names. Like, that's why you remember um, there's NBA Hang Time. You remember the NBA on NBC one? That they had yeah. the NBA on NBC music, and then they had the, the Tim Kittrell, who's the voice of NBA Jam. Like, I would say he's on fire. He was doing the announcement. Like, that's that was their thing of doing it. Like, they basically were making NBA Jam games, but they couldn't use the actual name. So the midway ones are better, like yeah, I had that one on the N64. Yeah, I had that one too, Showtime, and then then it was Hoops that came off of PS2, but it wasn't good at all. It was basically NBA Showtime, but like worse. And then yeah, I just looked it was, right. It was mad slow too. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Hoops. I mean, I had Hoops. It was not a good game. Like I tell people, just go, just go play Showtime. Showtime is much better. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you know, going back to what we're saying, like with these new systems, bro. There's no launch titles. There's no really incentive to buy it than just oh, graphics and this little like the what do they call a micro uh transactions? Like that's all it is. Like I'm not here for that shit. If I want to go buy, like I want to actually buy games that play for. Me. I want to play games that like they can watch. They're gonna put Grand Theft Auto Five on PS Five like in the next two months. Like well, they confirmed that, but they didn't say uh, exact date yet. Yeah, but it's just like for for what? Like you might as well just chill and you know what I mean. You might as well just like chill and record. You might as well just chill and wait. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, make a six and make that come out. Like you, that like they they doing these microtransactions. They doing that shit like Street Fighter, like Capcom does with Street Fighter, like charging for like, every uh, single thing. Like and then man, you gotta wait a year to get like Ultra Street Fighter Five. Yeah, like I listen. I want on another podcast and another time when we do that episode. I'm gonna tell you. I told you this. We were talking about it off air where um, I found a message board, and it was from a legit guy. And I hate that I didn't bookmark it, but it was about how, like, I don't even remember how I googled it. I don't remember the term, like, what I googled to get that in the search engine. But the mm-hmm. guy talked about how Street Fighter Three was supposed to come out in 1995, like, and like all the why they put 20 fucking editions of Street Fighter Two out. But that's another conversation for another day. But that's just what these people are doing now. And it's like, 
that that makes me want to buy less. Like, if you're going to do add-ons, like, do legit ones. Like, the Caesar passes are cool and all that stuff. But if you're going to just keep, oh, there's a new system. I'm going to just put the same game. I was like, for what? Like, so you can no. say you got it on the new console and you got, you know, the frame rate is better. Like, because Devil May Cry 5 is on the PS5 and I think it's like 60 frames per second now. And everybody like, ooh. Right. This, I'm like, bro, let's yeah, like, right. Damn, I'm going to pay $60 for, for that? For frame rate? Right, and just the extra DLC, which, because right now the game is on sale because I was going to run it back. I had it last year. But it's $20. Yeah on the PSN right now. Right. Like, I was going to do that with... Um, there's a bunch of games that are on sale now that I was going to cop. Like, I was going to get the new Samurai Showdown. I was going to I was gonna get that. Um, it went down to 30. I think it went down to 35, I think. And, like, Soul Calibur 6 was, like, $20. Well, yeah, I'll just buy that, but I'm not going to go buy it fucking for $60 on a PS5. Like, for what? Damn, bro. I haven't played Soul Calibur in a couple years. Six, I heard six was really good. Five is the one that was not good at all. Or was it four? It was, what was it? I think it was not. I think I, it was. Uh, was it five? Was it five yeah. that wasn't good? Yeah, because they had all the little customization for the characters you could create your own character, even though they did that on four. But it was just, it wasn't, it was just slow. The mechanics seemed like it was way off. It was like harder to get combos off. Yeah, like I, yeah, that's what I, yeah, it was five because I saw that I was reading. A lot of people said they kind of like, they kind of strayed away from my phone, my fucking charger fell. They did a, they strayed away from like the system of what made it good and they tried to deviate. And like the gameplay was just mad boring. Like it just wasn't good. I heard six is good though. I didn't even know it came out. I'm just like, oh, there's a six coming out. And then they're like, yeah, it came out. And I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. And then now they're like, yeah, it's $20. I'm like, oh, you know. Uh, I'm gonna definitely, I'm gonna definitely play it. So, After we was talking last night, I did look up uh, Samurai Showdown, and it's like I think it's cheaper than forty dollars right now on PSN. I could be wrong, but I looked it up because I was like, let me see what SNK games they got on here because I got Metal Slug Anthology already because I'm a diehard Metal Slug guy. That's my favorite arcade game ever. Metal Slug was hard. I love Metal Slug, bro. Heavy Machine Gun. <laughs> Heavy machine gun. Rocket launcher. That's my that's what I play. Metal Slug is good. I think that do I have the Metal Slug anthology on the Switch? I had it when I was standing on my Switch, but I'm not sure. Um I had the Samurai Showdown one for Switch. I was gonna get it for PS4, but not yet. Um I may get I may get uh I may get the new showdown just to play it. Because I've been playing them like here and there. Like the Switch is like my anthology. Aside from like the Mario's and all the regular ones, like I got the 30th anniversary Street Fighter one on it because my girl for our two year anniversary, she got me the actual arcade stick. So I have mm-hmm. it for the Switch. And they, they did like a bunch of artwork ones and they did the artwork that looks like the original Street Fighter 2 um, cabinet. So I got that. And then I was, that's how I was learning how to play with the arcade stick again. So I got that for Switch. But um, the Street Fighter 30th anniversary one is good. Um, I got yeah, to see my showdown one. I'm probably gonna get KOF. I just don't know which one though. Cause I yeah, get all, I love, they got a sale right now so for uh, King of Fighter '98, and they got the latest one. If I'm not mistaken. What uh? What is the latest one? Fifteen or some shit? Yeah, something like that. But I like the older ones just because of the cell shading. I like that cartoon style graphics yeah that's how like that's why i like alpha a lot 
the Alpha Style or Street Fighter. Definitely. That and Street Fighter 3's look. But yeah, man, we yeah. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the we're gonna talk about them video games one day. I think we should do that next episode, since we already here. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll definitely get into that. Most definitely. But all right, you let's get into let's get into week one of the NBA. What are your what are your initial thoughts aside from Andrew Wiggins being inconsistent and he can't shoot? <laughs> uh we want to just talk about the Golden State Warriors for a second. It's gonna Go ahead, be a bro. long, they're gonna they definitely gonna they definitely gonna be a lot of team again, which isn't a problem. I think if they a lot of team for the next couple of years and they get picks, that's no problem whatsoever, man. I mean three championships, how many times they've been to the finals? 2015 for like they went to the finals for four Five. years straight. Yeah. Yeah, four years yeah, straight. Four. Which is hard as hell to do. They got three titles out of that. Probably would have got four if Draymond was straight. But Draymond and punch somebody in the nuts. Yeah, which is still wow. Like you changed the face of the finals by doing that. And you helped. I wouldn't say you helped LeBron's career because I think his, you know, at that point it was kind of already sealed for his, you know, where he ranks as a top player. But I think it definitely helped him to solidify himself as a top three player. And then obviously this past year's championship solidified that as well with him getting his fourth. Then when he gets his fifth one, then that conversation comes up if it happens. But it seems to be he might get another one. But with Golden State, you know, I think now you just start building for the future. Steph is 32 years old, about to be 33 years old in March. Clay has been hurt. So this is another year and a half he's probably going to miss, if not two years because of Achilles. So we might not see him till next October when the season – well, we will see him next October when the season begins, hopefully if everything goes according to plan. Uh, Draymond seems to be coming to end his career, and I like that he's been on TNT and other shows breaking down basketball because his IQ is high. You could tell because he was pivotal in a lot of those plays being called during the championship years. And that right. foot, I think this is the same foot. If not, the other foot has been injured a couple of times. So he's he's lost weight too. If you see his recent picture, yeah, he, he uh, slowed down a lot. Yeah, a lot. And I think that's just because, you know, as you get older, you know, you want to take weight off your body, especially when you have a foot injury. So, you know, his career might be coming to the end as well. So right now with them, it's just, you know, just trying to win some games. You know, obviously I thought they were make the playoffs before Clay got hurt and Draymond was good. Uh, Wiseman is looking like the rookie of the year right now if he can consistently play. But, you know, I – I, I, I hate, and we talked about it before we came on air, how everybody is saying, like, Steph should just go out there and shoot. He's not that type of player, you know, to go out there and, okay, let me try to shoot, what, 20 for 32. Let me try to shoot 20 for 42. Yeah. That, that's a hell of a lot of that's shots. That's not his game. That's not, that's not really his game either. No, it's more I'm going to Google his. Career high field goal attempt. His his like game high field goal attempts. While you keep while you keep talking. Yeah, because his career year was like twenty nine point four in two thousand sixteen when he was a scoring champ, and that's because he was coming off a historical year. So if he if he's coming off a screen, it's damn near automatic. If he's open, it's automatic. 
But for him to – or he's coming off the dribble and shooting it. But for him to dribble, dribble, dribble like a James Harden and try to score and shoot over you because his game is a score. It's just a shoot over you, not just trying to, you know, get to the lane like a James Harden because obviously he's right. he's a, a little bit shorter than James Harden by like two inches. And then, you know, body-wise, he doesn't have the same – body mass as James Harden to get to the lane and then you kind of right. just got to take it. And then you already know he's he wants to get a foul. So if you hit him, he's going to the line. And that's how you get about 10 more of his points on top of the 30 he's getting. He gets the additional 10, which gets him about 40 from the line, from free throws right. attempts. So with I mean, him. Actually, I'm going to tell you right now. Mm-hmm. His career high. All right. This, this shows how good – this shows how – I feel like great Stephen Curry's in regards to like playing for his team. His career high in field goal attempts in the regular season is 32. The other season was 35. That was in the that was in 2013, both years. That those career highs were both set in the same year. So that's kind of early on in his career. He he's been able to put up those numbers without throwing up 30 shots a game. Exactly. And that's the right pieces around him. Cause I think at that point it was like Monte Ellis was like the second option and David Lee, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. At that point, he was really working for the shots and he was finding his game too, because that's four years after he came into the league, which was 2009. So he's, he was finding his game. It's crazy. He's been in the league for 11 years now, damn near 12 years. So that's how fast time is going. So for him to be able to find, you know, he's shooting less and more efficient at this point is good. And then people got to remember, he's on a four-year max, so, and he's about to be 33 years old. Obviously, he wants to keep playing. And if you just say, okay, go out there and just score, try to get us, you know, you're going to get your stats up, but it might get us one additional win. What's that? Even though he came off, you know, ankle surgery, he almost didn't get his contract because they thought his ankles was done. A lot of people were done. Correct. So at this point, as you get older, you don't need to go out. It's nothing for him to prove. He's already a top 15 player ever. He's changed the game. It's nothing else for him to really do. Like, you're not going to get another championship anytime soon. And that's the wild part. A lot of people are t- trying to t- act like this is a make or break year for and, and and like making it bigger than what it really is. It's like, bro, the guys played. Steph has played what he got drafted 09, right? So this is his year. almost 12 yeah. years. He missed okay, he missed the year. You know, he missed because you know, he missed a good amount of time in his first two, three, four years due to obviously the ankle injuries. He missed last year with the hand, and granted, he's put these numbers up as such. Yeah, okay, if you want to combine how many years he's he's missed. A year and a half to maybe two years off due to injuries combined, mm-hmm. and the guy's putting up all these crazy numbers. And mind you, the 2013 year, you're right, that was 2012 2013 is when Draymond Green got drafted. That's when they drafted Festus Azir. Like I went and looked at it. They didn't. They didn't win the championship those two years. They no. they were the 62 year. They were the 60 both those two years. The first the 2012 2013, they lost to the Spurs, who ended up you know we know won. Oh no! Did they win? No, they lost. Thirteen was what Miami, right? Thirteen won in fourteen. No, uh, the Spurs won in fourteen. Yeah, Miami won it in thirteen. By thirteen, year. right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So the Spurs. Okay, so 2012-2013, they were the sixty in the in the first round. They lost. Same thing goes for the year after. So they they wasn't like they won the championship those two years. 
they lost those series, and that's when Stephen Curry's most of his career highs in regards to field goal attempts and doing that and, and those types of things. Those were his career highs around those years. After that, though the team grew with him. He understood to play. You know, he knew what he could do, and he he dropped his numbers at a very crazily efficient level. So, you know, listen, this is what we're going to do when we come to this pod. We, I, I have a, a saying. It's called show your work. It's like algebra. Like when you find C plus four, you couldn't just tell your teacher that. Your teacher was like, bro, how'd you find that? And that's what we do with this. Like if we we unsure, like we're going to pull up those numbers and verify. And I, that's what I just did. While you were talking, I looked career high field goal attempts. Most of his stuff came in that year, like that 2012, 2013 year. You know, aside from the obviously like his points and every, you know, his point career high and stuff like that. You know, literally the only time, the only career high, most of the careers that he's had were after 2016, were till 2016. Everything else he's played regional, you know, marginally well or played within his means. The only his right. career high best playoff, his playoff best were in 2019. Those are the most recent ones. But if you look at his regular season stuff, it's all been those years right before Clay and Draymond started to hold their own. Because he started to understand how good his team was and how he could play, you know, he could play his game well within the confines of the system that obviously Mark Jackson and then, you know, following him, Steve Kerr established. Absolutely. And then last year when he got hurt and he only played 10 games, I think he averaged like 20.9 points per game as well. Right. Right. Just for those 10 games alone. And that's what Clay out with the ACL. That's what Draymond, I think, was out again with the foot injury, or he was just right. like, inconsistent and people's like okay he's starting to slow down now that's what really showed that Draymond started to slow down is this past season that just happened and then after that it was like well we didn't take more then obviously it worked out because they got they got James Wiseman who was basically you know cut from the NCAA because they said he was taking money which is bullshit but you know he only of course yeah you know they full of shit but you know he only played so many games and still was able to become the second right. overall pick is pretty good. He's only played seven games in the past year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, you know what it is with the Warriors? Um, Because I thought I had to make in the playoffs as a six to eight seed. And obviously, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't like to, I'm not one of those people after two, three, four games, I'm like, yo, fuck it, they a lot. Like, I, I don't like to do that because I'm going to hold my own. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right after 72 games. Because mind you, this is the NFL. There are 72 games in the NBA season. And granted, yes, it's shorter than 82, but it could turn around. But if they don't, what I kind of see is they're not going into – I think the Warriors are starting to understand. I hope they are starting to understand. That's what it looks like to me that, you know, this is kind of the beginning of the end for Curry and Draymond and Clay. There may be another two or three years left from those guys, and then you have to go into what's in the future, which is – Wiseman, potentially Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. I don't know if he's in those plans, but I feel like with the Warriors, they're kind of doing the soft rebuild instead of the, okay, we're going to drop everybody, take them down and, you know, you know what I'm saying? And then go and then do a full rebuild from the ground up. You know, they're going to try to make the playoffs. They're going to, you know, they're going to try to make the playoffs and at the same time, rebuild the team. They're not going to, they're not going to just be like, all right, fuck it. We give up, trade everybody save all the money we could get, and then, you know, start from the ground up again. I think they understand they understand the situation with Curry, but they're also trying to reass- – they're also trying to assess what comes after Curry. 
just in a more softer rebuild way than a, than a hard rebuild. There's a team that did that a couple of years ago, and for some reason I'm blanking out on who it was because I wanted to compare it to them. But if you understand what I'm saying, it's not it's not your typical rebuild, you know. Uh, it's not the it's not the trade Draymond, the trade Clay, Steph retire. Uh, all right, yeah, cool. It's just like all right. Well, listen, we know we got a couple more years left. While these guys are, you know, we're slowly phasing and trying to figure out things. While these guys are, while these guys' careers are coming to coming into their twilight. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's the Mavs game before they got Luka. You know, keep Dirk there, get a couple pieces around him so we can win a significant amount of games, but we know we're probably not going that far. But, you know, Mark Hewitt being the crazy winner or crazy person that he is, whatever term you want to use, maybe it was I'm just trying to make the playoffs and go far, whatever pieces. Like, I always say about the Mavs, like, yo, if you want some, damn, he's still in the league or, you know, he used to be fired type player, they go to the Mavs. Like, he gets those players that used to be good, that was, like, great players, or now, you know, they're towards the end of their career. Not saying that's a bad thing, but he tends to pick them up and put them on the map. So, you know, it worked out well for Luka. But other other than that, I'm trying to think of a team that does that. But I feel like it was the Mavs that was – Great. It was the Spurs too, but not really. Yeah, because all the players they pick up, it's like, bro, who he played for? And NCAA, well, they, they pick up guys from you know internationally too. They never make yeah. a splashy. T- they never make a splashy pick. I mean, I feel like they did try that with Lamarcus, and that kind of didn't work. I mean, they made the playoffs, but it didn't really translate into anything. You know phenomenal i guess that's the best way to say it no it didn't so, but they knew they had Kawhi leonard at that point and they knew what they were trying to do because remember they got the marcus in 2015 which doesn't seem like it was that long ago and this is when he was like all-star i think since he's been on the maps he's probably made the all-star team like once or twice at the most right but now at 35 years old, and it's crazy i forgot that he's 35 years old but he came into the league what 2005 2006, uh, Lamarcus. Lamarcus. Yeah, he was the same draft as um. Adam Morrison. <laughs> if it was, if it yeah, was more- the the Tyrus Thomas draft. Because remember, he got traded. They swapped him, right? I think he got mm-hmm. drafted by Chicago. The Bull, the Bulls drafted him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not bad. I mean to throw assault in a wound, but yeah. No, Tyrus was straight though. The thing is, Tyrus, we were supposed to get Lamarcus, and then we end up getting Tyrus, Tyrus Thomas. And I mean, it was all right. It's just, you know, the Bulls are great. Like, they love paying power forwards. That's what I always say about them. If you a power forward that used to be good or you decent, they will pay you. Like, bro, we got that young right now. We got that young right now, and people. I'd be like, damn, he 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 still played for us, or he's still in the league. I did not know that he's on with y'all. He's been there for a year now. No, he's been there for a year now. They love having, bro. We love. Oh yeah, out. y'all did sign. Yes, yes, you did sign. Yeah, y'all did sign Daddy Young. I do remember that because they were saying. I remember. I forgot who was talking about it, but they were saying like he was a real good um vet for them. I'm I mean, of course, he can do that. I mean, I don't know if he's there to. Help us win games, but I would hope so if they paid him that much money. But you know, that is a straight. He's just been in the league for a while now. The Bulls just 
this season they said, you know what, we're going to get three players that look the same uh, contrast. We got Garrett, <laughs> we got the three beige brothers. I feel like I'm looking at DeBar just when I look at our roster. We got Gary Temple. We got Denzel Valentine, who I want off the and team. Otto Porter. And they all look alike. Otto Porter, too. The Chicago Bulls or the Elder Barges right now, bro. They need the Barges. That family. is hilarious, bro. Hey, every time I think about the DeBarges, you ever seen you you seen that video when uh I don't know what festival or concert it is, but DJ Quick brings out Elder Barge to perform I like it. Yeah, he's he was like, like Y'all mother y'all mother y'all motherfuckers like R and B music. Give it for my motherfucker, man, motherfucker. I'm like, bruh, like it's R and God just be like, yo, y'all, yo, yeah, I got a surprise for y'all. Fucking DJ quick in the back, yelling like Cuba Gun Jr. Sing that shit. Like, bro, this ain't Daniel Jones. I don't think I'm gonna get excited for the barge to come out of the scene. He said, he said, y'all motherfuckers like R&B. No, yeah, how you throwing nah. people over R&B? I mean, he's really passionate about R&B. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> I guess so, bro. He he do love all the he do love the barge. I feel him, bro. Other than that, you know. It just seems like, like we said, you know, not a lot of preseason games or enough. And then a lot of people got to remember, too, a lot of these teams, and we talked about it before we came on air, a lot of these teams haven't played in damn near a year, like before the lockdown happened. Right. So, you know, because they thought about doing a vote on Chicago for the teams that didn't make it and let them play out the rest of the game, but it was like, eh, whatever. So a lot of these teams haven't played, so – the Timberwolves, they haven't played since March up until now. The Knicks didn't. The Cavs didn't. Basically, whoever didn't make the playoffs or weren't in contention haven't played a game since March and then finally went into training camp late October, mm-hmm. early November. And then you only play for two weeks, and then you play four. You play a week of preseason when usually preseason is two weeks long, mm-hmm. and then you have a couple of days for the regular season. And it's a it's it's a very it's a very black and white thing. You know, one side you got guys who didn't play for nine fucking months, and then you got guys who you know, like the Lakers, who the Lakers had what it was a, what a sixty day layoff in between. Usually, the off season between the finals and the regular season, and not the regular season, like as in training camp and stuff, is ninety days. And you know, the Lakers had set no, it wasn't sixty. I think it was seventy one. I think in between the last game of the finals and when everything was kicking off for that for this season to start and it's it you know it, it's looking like AAU scores you know you got you got games that are really bad blowouts like the, the clippers got smoked by 50 points that was insane. i mean even last even last night i mean miami smoked Milwaukee. i mean Milwaukee, miami got smoked by milwaukee they were losing by 50 at one point um they were, I think I, it's funny because this is on a Wednesday. It was last two last night. It was, I think, every game except for maybe one or two were blowouts. And, you know, unfortunately, with the first, I feel like with the first couple weeks of the season, two, three weeks, like it's going to be like that. It's going to be games where they're going to be either nasty blowouts or, you know, teams that aren't playing exactly, you know, teams that aren't playing the way they usually play. And that's just, you know, you really think about it, this first week or two is really the true preseason and the true beginning of the season with a lot of these guys. So, 
Right. And I mean, that Suns and Pelicans game was a blowout as well. And that caught me off guard. Oh, my God. That game was a fucking snoozer, bro. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I think I was doing something. I looked, I'm like, damn, twenty. Like, man, it's time to, time to do something else. I'm trying to go to sleep. Oh yeah, I changed from that and watched the Lord of the Rings. I'm like, all right. Yeah, I think I was watching, cause League Pass has the free trial. Um. And with League Pass, they had uh, what was on last night? It was. OKC, the only two close games were OKC and Oklahoma, uh, OKC and Orlando. Well, it was close at one point. I don't even remember how it ended because then Sacramento and Denver was on. When that was that was a good fin, um, that was a good finish. They were they they were playing each other. That was a good finish. But aside from that, the two national TV games were horrible. They were they were yeah, terrible. A lot for the Pelicans. Remember, they got blown out by the Heat on Christmas. They got yeah. They got yeah. And it's it's not looking good. I mean, you know, I understand the team. It's like you know, they want Zion to be the face of the league, but every time he's on national TV, his team is getting blown out by twenty points. Like, but we gotta remember too, gonna be, he was hurt last his rookie season for the first couple of games. He was hurt, right? It's but he looks in shape now. He's just you know he got to find his game because he doesn't seem excited to be here. And I don't know. Like he got to find, you know, he got to find a game fun. He got to, you know, he got to have a spark, so to speak. So it's just one of those things where he's going to the sophomore slump, but he'll be fine because he getting his stats. Like I think right now he's averaging like what twenty two and eight, something like that. Considering how limited he is, let me just check. I'll double check for you right now. But yeah, like his his. Considering how limited he's, I guess, you know, playing, he's still playing really – his numbers are still okay. It's just uh, – it's just it ain't working here for him. But it takes time, you know. You can't you can, uh, can't just assume that things are going to work, though, you know, as fast as they do. I'm going to tell you all right in the Pelican. Right. That's why a lot of these dweebs that just play NBA 2K, they're trying to figure, like, you know, that's how the game is going to be in real life. Like, bro, these are real-life people. It takes Dude, four time. games – in 33, 30, with 33.8 minutes, Zion is averaging 21.3 points per game, 9.3 rebounds, and you know, one assist. But I'll be trying to tell y'all, I'm not putting myself over. I try to tell y'all, I'll be having the stats, I'll be halfway. Although the price is right, I would have won. Yeah, I mean, like that, that was pretty accurate though. Cause I thought it was like 20 and nine, but you got me on that one. But I mean, that's the thing. A lot of a lot of dudes, a lot of people. That's why I say show your work, because a lot of people come off and say some crazy stuff, and it's like, fam, do you, you know, is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? Do you listen to music or do you just skim through it? Like, you got to look at the numbers, you got to look at the stats. You know, yes, you can have an opinion, but your opinion, yes, everybody has opinion. What's that saying? Whatever, it's like opinions are assholes. Everybody has them. At the end of the day, your opinion needs to be based off some type of facts. You can't just play 2K and watch two minutes of the jump and then be like, I cool. This is my point. Like, no. If you're gonna have you have to, you know, read into it and before you decide to, you know, say what you say, you gotta have that you gotta have your opinions based on facts. That's what exactly. a lot of guys don't understand. Actually watch the game. Don't sit up there and watch the highlights like exactly. No. That's what so we're stretching like on Clubhouse. Like if anybody's on Clubhouse, I help run a, a group called We Are Sports and Attack the Rim. Shout out to the group. And with, that's our thing with those with those rooms. Like we we not gonna have you come on here and say something and they have no facts behind it. We're gonna ask you questions. 
And don't, you know, a lot of people either backtrack or try to say, oh, that's not what I said. It's like, bro, you can't just say something and say that's not what I said two seconds later if you're wrong. Like, just, if you're going to say something, just, you know, have some facts behind it, man. That's the problem. That's the that's the problem with not only the NBA, that's the problem with sports in general. A lot of guys, and this is something that's been discussed, like, I don't mind the entertainment part. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, obviously, ESPN, the freaking acronym for ESPN is Entertainment, Entertainment Sports Programming Network. I get it, but you have to if you're you're showing a lot of sports too, and you have to have that balance. Like you can know your numbers and know your shit, but also be entertaining. And I feel like that that's the balance that's sorely missed because the people who are entertaining, who are just talking heads, have no substance, don't know their numbers, know nothing, are the people who are getting more pressed than the people who actually know the numbers. Like think about basketball. Tim Legler knows his shit. Tim Legler don't come on until two in the morning. Tim right. Legler used to be on six. Yeah, I see him on uh, what's the show with him and Cassidy uh, Dubriff um, on ESPN? Is it, M- is it NBA it, Matchup or something? Like? It has a different name. It used to come on, but no, I just I know, know uh, Pacific yeah. Standard Time used to come on at 10 o'clock at night because every time I used to come back so, on, yeah. he used to be on or I used to have to record it. Oh, what was it? Coast to Coast or whatever. Like he used to be on Coast to Coast when they used to do, remember they used to do Coast to Coast? He used to yeah. be on that all the time. NFL too, they have um what's that show that comes on like at random at two in the morning? Um where they actually are breaking stuff down. I think it's um fuck. I think it's called NFL matchup. Those guys, you do not see those guys on, on NFL countdown, or maybe you do, but sparingly. But the dudes who are actually knowing their numbers, they don't come on till one, two, three in the morning when nobody's watching. And that's the thing, like there's the the entertainment is more of a ratings thing than the sports. And the thing is, a lot of the casuals and the people who are watching who don't really watch, they are more focused on the entertainment side and they go, they consider, they treat the entertainment sports people by law. And that's the problem. And I feel like if you don't, for me, I just tell people, like, listen, you know, obviously we can't just get them fired in two seconds, but phase your content, phase what you listen to, phase what you're watching to yourself. If you like more of the analytics stuff or even just more of the numbers-based factual stuff, go listen to more of that. If you want to put ESPN on, like, I got ESPN on now. That's just on you. I don't listen to these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just on, like, all right, yeah, cool. And that's it. And I feel like people should treat it that way because a lot of people are are, are taking these Booger McFarlands and Stephen A's, even though Stephen A knew his stuff and now he's more of an entertainment guy now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they take their words as law when we watch it's like it's entertainment now. It's like Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman is a good if you watched Max Kellerman when HBO Sports was around, even though he was, yes, he was on Around the Horn before that, like Max Kellerman is a very good boxing analyst. Like most of the people I know who watch boxing, you know, revere his word. And now he's just the ESPN talking head where he just respects the Knicks every week. And I'm just like, fam, I don't want to hear that shit no more. Like I feel you. I, I get it. You're getting the bag, but at the end of the day, like the entertainment side is cool to have, but you gotta have a, you gotta have a healthy balance of sports and entertainment. It is called entertainment sports. It's not entertainment programming, and sports is an asterisk. Like it's part of your thing. But man, I don't work for ESPN. Good thing I don't yet, because I'll be saying this every day. Yeah. That's my right. Yeah, no, you're right. But they catering to the right now because like i said you know you got these nba 2k players that just want to see highlights they want to see something real quick and they don't want to see the game being broken down because they just go by the analytic standpoint which is bull so the reason why 
me and you could watch these guys late at night or whenever we want to catch it with them where they're actually running plays and breaking down the game, you know, we got to wait till late at night. It's the reason why inside the NBA comes on that late. And it's not just because, you know, that formula has been there forever. It's because more so they don't want to hear the old guys talk about the game because yes, it's entertainment and yes, they're hilarious, but they give us basic knowledge of the game. Like the game has changed. Yeah. But it's still the basic principles. Like if you're a big guy, and people have been saying this forever with Joe and B, get your big ass on the block. Shouts out to Hoops and Brews. Get on the block. If you seven foot, 250 pounds, just do that. Like you see, Jokic, yeah. he'll shoot the three. And maybe it's just something they teach European players, which is basic fundamentals. It's just like, yo, if you with Jokic, Jokic, he can shoot the three, yes, but half the time you seeing them in the paint. It's the reason he why he's 19, 13, and then he'll get like 11 assists or he'll get like eight assists. It's because a lot of those European players could. They understand. They read the play. All right, let me get on the block. If I get double, kick it out to the shooter. It's like Instead Embiid. Trying to bomb That's me. what picks me up about Embiid. I'm like, bro, you seven foot two seventy. Get your ass in the post. What are you doing? Like, why, why, why are you just chilling at the top of the key? Like, I'm gonna shoot a three. There's no need to. And then the thing is, the centers be like six five. Like PJ Tucker yeah. plays this past season Post okay. PJ Tucker is Charles Oakley with a with, with a with a shoe collection I can't even say that because Oak could you know consistently score <laughs> when he get down low when he needed to you know anytime I hate you know, it, anytime Patrick Oak come out you know he'll body somebody put an elbow to him and try to you know get a layup or I mean down. okay yeah you, in that case yeah you know you know what it is bro I, I hate a uh, I, I'm a Knicks fan. I do not like Charles. I never like watching Charles Oakley's jump shot. It just annoyed me. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna see you. <laughs> he on your own with that. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Papa, I stab. I, I cut you, Papa. Papi, I, I, I know. I know. I, Papi, I know work for MSG, Papi. <laughs> I don't work for MSG. Well, he can't even come <laughs> to MSG, I think, still. But he banned, he banned from the garden forever. How you get banned from the garden? The question I want to ask: Like, it's New York and it's Madison Square Garden. I feel like you got to do some wild flavoring shit other than what he did. He was, 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 was tired of his shit, man. But listen, but bro, he, he talking shit about. He talk, bro. He talks shit about everybody. The only person I don't think he ever talked shit about was Michael Jordan. That's his man. He shit on everybody. He shit on Patrick Ewing. What do you say about Pat? I forgot. I think he said he was soft or some shit. He wasn't that good of a leader. He said something along the lines of that. Patrick was like, man, I don't give a fuck. No, nah, you know what Pat Pat Jamaican. Yeah, Pat Jamaican, man. His, his, his good Jamaican, his chill Jamaican. So I was like, yeah, yeah, man, all right, whatever. You're right. He's sorry, you know. What's it on? <laughs> now, what he said, uh, he, <laughs> there's a game. I, what game is it that he's, I think it's like the post game. He's like, rude boy, man, in the middle. Of the, in the middle. <laughs> I think it was, I'm sorry. I think, it's, I think it was game seven. I think it's when he went to the finals. Okay. He's, my, he's, all, he's like, oh, my rude boy, yeah, man. He just, he, he, just, he had a patch on sentence. Yeah, I, think, I, I know the report. Like, I think he, he's speaking in Bob Harley language. Uh, no, nah, I think Omar Rashad, Omar Rashad was shocked. Omar Rashad was like, what? 
I, you know how you know, Patrick, you and Jamaican, because, like, you know how, like, with some Caribbean people, like, that actually don't come out unless they pissed off? Like, Patrick, you, and, you, you ever seen what Patrick, you shoot that shot? Oh, no, that's infamous. Yo, but, like, you know, come on, you know Patrick was just asking that question generally. His accent would not have popped up, bro. That shit, was, that, that shit came out. He's like, who, yeah. who taught you that? Because what's that shot? Ask you something that you already know the answer to. <laughs> wow. And then the dude probably was like nervous. He's like, you know, when? When did you practice that shot? So it's like, uh, you know. Yeah, that, that's that. Yeah, he, he, yeah, you, that's how you know he, that's how you know he Caribbean. Because when he get angry, his accent pop up. And his eyes get big as hell. I used to work with somebody like that. He was from Barbados, and he was like that too. Like it was very faint, like you heard it. But then when he used to get mad, bro, that Caribbean accent would pop. Like he'd be using all types of words. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> that motherfucker, that motherfucker angry. <laughs> let, let me go tell this out of the room. And yeah, what well, people when they mad, they give you a twenty minutes soliloquy. Yo, all all insults. Yeah, for 20 minutes straight. It's like, all right, bro, your voice ain't went out yet. You've been yelling for 20 minutes, bro. <laughs> Longer than Loaded Lux first round against Calico. Bro, with no beat. Like, bro, you ain't getting no air. You just keep going. It's like, all right, you got it. All right, all right bro. All right. Tell them why you mad, son. Yo, I just be mad with. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. But. Kevin, I mean, aside from that, the, the first week is the first week, man. Like, I mean, listen, hey, man, the week. KD, hey, KD getting that average. I said he was going to get about 22.9. He averaged right now. He may stay at 27, bro. I don't think he going to – the way he play, I don't think he going to lower than 24. The thing is he can – Here's the thing. Well, he bro. looks the same. That's the wild part, bro. Like, and he is a jump shooter. People, people act like this is like if LeBron, like if LeBron tore his Achilles, I'd be a little shook because I'm like LeBron needs to get a consistent jump shot. That's Kevin weird. Durant has always had a jumper mm-hmm. since fucking Texas. He always had the jumper. So, or even since high school, you know, with KD is just like if he ended up becoming a spot up shooter or just a one dribble pull up. He's still gonna get his buckets. That man is the probably the biggest matchup nightmare in NBA history. Like he is a two guard in a seven footed body. Yep. If you shorter than him, he's gonna shoot over you. If he's bigger than you, he's gonna you know he'll hit you with a little post move. If you if a four tries to go slower than him, he's gonna drive past him. Like he just has it all. He just that that he's gonna eat forever unless the the the, the guy can't literally fucking walk. And you know that's when you're looking like Willis reading game seven. That's one thing, but on a consistent basis. But if he's looking the way he's looking now, off a torn Achilles, and he's averaging what he's averaging, bro, I don't want to hear it. Like, and people were thinking that, like, oh, but you know he has an Achilles, and I'm like, but look how crazy this man is playing off seven games, and he ain't played for a year and a half. And the thing is, you know how great his IQ is, and him just as an overall player, like, yo. Yeah. Every team he's played for or every new system he plays in, like when Scott Brooks left and Billy Donovan came, he kind of played a little bit similar, but he slowed down a little bit to work with Billy Donovan's system because it's always half court. When he went to Steve Kerr's offense, we seen how that work. And he got his shot. It was like, all right, Steph, get yours. Because Steph still averaged, I think, last year, like 29. 
or the season before yeah. last, 29 points steal. But his defense got better being KD. Now you right. see with Steve Nash is like you would think Steve Nash should do the second seven seconds thing because Mike D'Antoni is assistant coach. But in fact, right now they run a fast break, but it works with KD where it's like you don't have to go full blown on a fast break yeah. to go. He goes for the dunk when he's coming off the dribble and he sees the lane open. Like he's not yeah. trying to go for the contact, contact it, which is helping his career even longer. It's like fat. You know what it is? It's like, it's like, um, how can I explain this? It's like, uh, it's like a more methodical fast break. Like it's a fast break with a purpose. It's not like, okay, yeah, just push the ball down the court. The first shot you see in seven. Pull it like nah. It's a little like it's fast paced, but there's more of a a methodical approach to it, and that's what it is. Like they they know the speed that they can run at. They they know they can run fast, but you know they just you know they they picking their shots well. Kyrie is playing out of his mind. KD is gonna do the same, and you know listen, bro, Brooklyn. I I want to say I always say it because it's the Nets, and I'm like, bro, everybody says the, it's the Nets, and yeah, whatever, but you know, being in New York, but the Nets are deep. You know, it's funny because people will talk about, oh, are the Nets going to beat the Bucks, Bro, the Bucks. here's the thing with Milwaukee, and I say this every time. When it comes to the regular season, Giannis is unstoppable. But when it comes to the playoffs, the game slows down. Giannis cannot fucking spin with a halfback dive all game. They're just going to build a wall, and they're going to make everybody else beat him. And those teams are, you know, listen, Drew Holiday's a great pickup, but still, I don't think that team is as deep as the Nets. Remember, the Nets made the playoffs. Well, how many games did Kyrie play last year? What, 20? Yeah. Maybe. I don't think he played more than 25. And they made the playoffs Kyrie, without him. He was uh, averaging like 34 points, 32 points, those first couple games. Right. Right. They made the play. And mind you, this team made the playoffs. And, I mean, they got, I mean, they got swept, but. They made the playoffs without Kyrie Irving. Like literally everybody, the team is basically the same except you added Kyrie and KD. Did they really lose anybody? Mm-mm. I don't think so. They, they added the team. Uh, Landry Shamit from the Clippers, though. Yeah, like they, you know, they they got some pieces with trades. Like they gave up players that weren't going to contribute as much. But this team, more or less, minus. Kyrie being hurt and then KD missing the whole year because of the Achilles made the playoffs. Like you're you're it, you're literally adding on to it. It's not like you know they lost. It's not one thing you know if they gutted their whole bench. Like those guys who are playing, the guys who were putting up crazy minutes, you know, last year because they were doing that because Kyrie and KD were out, mm-hmm. and now they're on the bench. So you're getting those guys in spurts. And Karis Silver off the bench is insane. Like. He's going to eat, bro. He's averaging 20. What is it, 20? He's going to average 20 to 20. You can average 20 points off the bench if you really wants to. Then, you you know, you got Joe Harris who's still there. I mean, Dinwiddie did get hurt, but now you got, what's the kid, uh, TLC, who's serviceable. You know, this is a deep team. This is a much deeper team than Milwaukee. Miami, to me, was a benef- were beneficiaries of circumstance. I don't understand where the fuck everybody's scared of Miami. And I don't want to hear this, yo, because you're from New York. No, I'm, I put my biases aside when it comes to actually analyzing shit. Right. I'm not scared of Miami. I'm not – bro, y'all want to – you know, Jimmy Butler is a great player. I'm not – now, is he a – you know, 
there were people when we did so a couple weeks ago on Clubhouse, we had did um, a top twenty five NBA players because the ESPN was so garbage that we did it literally by people actually voting, us discussing, you know, giving analysis to it and everything. And people were like, "Yo, Jimmy Butler's not top 20. I said, "No, he's not. He's a great player, but is he better than some of the play? Like, I'm not scared of if I'm the Nets. I'm going to Heat. I'm not scared of the Heat. Kevin Durant's giving Bam out of bio drugs. Kyrie Irving's gonna give Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic. It don't matter who it is, drugs. And Jimmy Butler, you have Karras. You know, Karras is gonna have to give Jimmy Butler his hands full, like." The Heat just playing in the bubble and the way their identity is benefited them a lot more than it did other teams. And like I said, they were beneficiaries of the circumstances. They took advantage of what was given to them. They took advantage of the Bucks. They took advantage of you know all the other teams they beat. It's just how it's just how it happened. It's just how it works that way. And the Heat didn't really make that many acquisitions to me that made me think, oh yeah, they're gonna go back to the finals. They're not going back, bro. Like so. Sorry, Heat fans. If you want to tweet me, my Twitter is at whoisoriginal. If they make the finals, tweet me all you want. But if you don't, that's your problem. So I'm thinking about what you just said, and then I'll go back to the Nets as a whole. They, so top 20. Top 20, because Clay is out this year, and mind you, they made the, they made the list around that time or a little bit before he got hurt. I'm not sure. And that ESPN list is always garbage. I didn't forget when they had Dean like 86. They had Dean like 86 in like 2015, 2014. They had Kobe. Uh, so thinking about it right now, by deep, nah, because I can't even say by default. We got to come back to that. So next episode, let's come back to that and then let's make our personal top 20 because I want to put Jimmy Butler there but then I'm thinking like I'm just thinking about the East as a whole, and I'm just thinking about you know wing players. I'm thinking about Bradley I'm Beal. Sorry. I have him as we had him as 19 when we did the list. We had him at 19, and people thought he was. People were like he should have been 10 to 15. I'm like, no. I'm going that far. Like, like 19 is serviceable because it's like, nah, he's not better than. I'm thinking about just the East. He ain't better than Bradley Bill. He ain't better than Jason Tatum. He's not better than, I mean, I ain't going to put him. Up. He's nowhere near KD or Kyrie. It's crazy. I mean, 19 years serviceable. Yeah. I, even, I might put Chris Middleton over him. Might. Uh, I'll show you, but no. Well, the jumper, Chris Middleton to me, even. Chris Middleton's like twenty-five to thirty, twenty-five to forty. He's in that range somewhere. Because then you you go into the CJs and you go into the more the the bona fide second options for different teams, the Zach Levines. You go into that realm. Of Honestly, he's, if it was another team, Jimmy Butler would be the second option. That that's he's, what I'm saying. He's more so a system guy. Like when he played for us on the Bulls. We tried to make him when D Rose is out like the number one score, but it was system based with Coach Tibbs. It was like, all right. So the best other when when D Rose was hurt, so the 2000, if I'm not mistaken, 2013 14 season when we had Nate Robinson, whatever team Nate Robinson was on, and it was Kurt Heinrich, it was kind of like, 
All right, in the playoffs, is Nate here? Is Kurt, Jimmy, try to, or it'll be like, it'll be like Kurt, Jimmy, or whatever day. It just depends on the matchup because our matchups are great for that season that we had Nate Robinson and all that. But, you know, when you look at the 76ers, it was supposed to be Joe MB, even though they, Mike Brown couldn't figure it out, or Brett Brown, sorry, couldn't figure out if he wanted Ben Simmons and Joe MB to be the number one, which is the biggest problem because, like I always say, you can't tee seven feet. So Joe MB should be your number one scorer by default, even if he want to shoot them stupid ass 17 to 15 foot jumpers, still making you a number one option. But then, you know, it would be like, Either one of those two, Ben Simmons and Joe Embiid, was going to be a one and two. And then it was like Jimmy Butler getting here and get your 18 points. So with me, I think he serves best as a second option or if you got a system like he did with the Heat. So he's yeah, definitely – I, I, I would have to think about that more. So let me go back to the Nets. So the Nets right now I think can use – especially because Spencer – what he tears, ACL, which is crazy. I think it's, par- I think it's partially torn. I don't think it was a fully torn ACL. Okay, so he he's going to miss a good amount. He's going to miss a, uh, a, a sizable amount of time. Right. I think right now they're good, but you got to look. Before, they needed like a second option, you know, because obviously Karras is going to start, and I think he shouldn't start anyway, but I could see what they were doing with Spencer, Dan Willie, even though that's three ball handlers on the court at one time, being him, Kyrie, and KD. But – I felt like they still needed like a, a third scoring option, you know, a third guard for that spot. And right now you definitely need to get one. You definitely need somebody else that can get just an open shot. I don't even think you need anybody that, you know, is ball dominant. Somebody that can just create their own shot and without giving a lot of weight right now, maybe get an older player, somebody that can just get you because it's the East. You don't need too much to get that far because they biggest matchup problem, or not even biggest matchup problem, they hardest task might be the Celtics because I got the Celtics going deep in the playoffs this year in the East. But that's the that's obviously their biggest issue because the Bucks not going to be a problem, especially in the playoffs in that half court. They smoking the Bucks. I think they beat the Bucks yeah. five. Maybe, maybe six at the most. They get and Budenholzer, and sorry to cut you off, Budenholzer doesn't make adjustments either at all. Is it? And then he never did it with Atlanta. Never did it with Atlanta with the with them with them sixty win fucking fakes. That's why right. I call them. I'm sorry, I mean, sorry respectfully. They were good season in a regular season, but in the in the playoffs, he don't he doesn't make adjustments. And I always say that every year when oh yo the Bucks are. I'm like, bro, do you know who the my Milwaukee Bucks coach is? Did yeah, you see what he did at Atlanta? Obviously, now Giannis is there to stay, so it's like you got to get rid of Mike Budenholzer. And I think that happens yeah. after this if he doesn't produce. Hell, if they lose, let's say, 10 more games, because right now I think they like one and two, let's see if they start losing a lot of games. They might get, a, get rid of him, you know, midseason. Definitely. Because I think he's the biggest issue right now. I mean, Giannis still got to learn how to consistently – get a shot, and I'm so tired of him just pulling up. Don't pull up for the three, bro, because it's not probably going to go in. You don't even need to pull up 15 feet out. Just go inside. Get you a spin. I mean, obviously it's an old style, but get you, you know, get you a hook shot. Get you a turnaround jumper. You 6'11 with a 7'3 wingspan. Yeah. 
like get I wish respect, you get a respected jump shot. Cause yeah, he, he he got that he got that you know you know Giannis got that um you know he got, really got now nah, he got the uh he got the uh if he make it like yeah we'll live with it he got the we'll live with it jump shot like oh yeah he'll make it. okay yeah whatever he's not gonna make two three in a row that's gonna like be like oh shit you gotta respect the jump shot now like he does not have a respectable jump shot and he's twenty six now. Like yeah. athleticism is gonna start going away. I mean, he's still young, but the athleticism will go away. You can't just fast break, dunk all the time. You can't just turn around, dunk all the time. You can't euro step. That's gonna stop going away. That's how they got him. They got him on his weak side when the Heat played him. They was racking that ball straight from his hands. Yep, definitely. But I think the Nets are. I think the Nets are. I'm. I'm saying Nets Celtics are gonna be the uh, gonna be the top two in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And with the Celtics, weirdly enough, they play better without a point guard, which is you would think is crazy. But without Kemba, they actually play somewhat, I guess, better. Um, and with the Nets, I mean, yeah, Dinwiddie's hurt, but you know, this gives you know they got the kid. Uh, what's homie's name? He was with J- Detroit, Bruce Brown, I think it was. And mm-hmm. he, you know, he may, you know, you know, you got you kind of with Dinwiddie spot. It may be a. Uh, it may be if they do contribute and they play well and they kind of match that absence, it could be a, a, a player by committee, a, a replacement by committee type thing where either Bruce Brown gives some good minutes or TLC does, you know? So those two guys can kind of mask Spencer Dinwiddie's absence. If they don't play well, you can go for I mean, shit, if I'm the Knicks and Alec Burks is playing well, I trade him to Brooklyn for a couple picks. You could do that too, you know, because a lot of these one-year Nick guys, they're gonna do the same thing they did last year with with Marcus Morris. Where if they're playing well, all right, yo, you play or any playoff teams want whoever, all right, cool, give us give us some picks and maybe a, a young player, and we'll we'll get we'll give you him, you know. Like if I see that with the Knicks, I'm and I see you know what Brooklyn has in regards to picks or anything or any any. Site, you know, any beneficial assets? That's what I would do. I shop Alibert straight to them. I'll take, I, I, I'll, I'll take Alibert on a four train and go with him to go with him to Barclays and take and drop him off. If that helps, then it helps the Knicks. You could do something like that too. Well, we know that's not how the Knicks work. The Knicks work uh, when your contract is up, you can just leave. I mean, yeah, unless they do, like I said, unless they do the Marcus what they did with Marcus Morris last year, where they got they, you know, we got a bunch of picks from from the Clippers, so. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm really. I think, the, I think the Nets. I think the Nets are still. To me, I think the Nets are still the. You know, are going to be the team to beat. And like I said, we know it's a weekend, but you know, you actually, you know, yes, it's a weekend. But me looking at how the, you know, the how te- you know, uh, games and teams fared out last year, and looking at the situation this year, a mix of both. I can't. I can't bet against Brooklyn. It's one thing if this team won only fucking ten games last year with Kyrie and KD out. That's like, all right, well, they need time to gel. But this this team made the playoffs without both of them. Right. And you're adding two of the top. I mean, you're adding two of the debate. You're it definite two of the top ten to fifteen players in the in the whole NBA. Like, how do you how do you argue against that? You can't. I mean, you can if you want to, but you're gonna lose that argument. It's too, it's too, it's too fact. It's just a big, it's just a big glaring fact. So, Brooklyn's my pick out of the East, though. 
I'm sorry. I'm going to go Brooklyn as well. And, you know, Steve Nash is a first-year coach, and he's doing a good job so far. So we'll see how – I mean, the benefit is that he's in the East. I think everything is related to being in the East because the East is the best it's been in years, though. Like, damn near every team has a star player or all-star. So the right. East has definitely been best – been it's got two. Because the people have been doing that whole, oh, the East, and it's like the East is getting better, though. Like, you can't even – you can't – we can't go with the, oh, the East is weak now because the East has three really good teams. I mean, really from one to – because, okay, you have – let's let's count it. So, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly is four. Toronto's probably still going to make the playoffs as five. Miami, six. I mean – Orlando's a team that makes the playoffs every year. You know, they're not, you know, are, is Orlando a team that's going to, you know, Orlando's a team that's always a hard four team that makes the playoffs every year and put, for some reason, when they play the Bucks, they go, they go seven every fucking season. So Orlando seven. And then at eight, you have a, you know, you could, maybe the Wizards get in, maybe the Pacers, like, from yeah. one to five or six, from one to five or six, like, it's not like, the East is actually a very, respectable conference it's not like a couple years ago where it was like all right yeah there's three or four teams and then the rest of the rest of the conference you gonna get in with a, with a 32 and 48 record like sure. it's not it's not it's not you know it's not it's not the easter coverage that we knew from the last couple of years like the east is very is a very deep conference yeah because originally i thought you know i thought the wizards would make it in that, that seems to I be don't know about that now. Yeah, nah. Because, man, they 0-3 right now. I thought Russ was going to make it to the playoffs. It's like. Yeah, man, it's not looking too good. You know, but I mean, they're getting people back, though. I think I think Rui came. I think Rui got cleared to play because he has something with his eye. He mm-hmm. got cleared to play. He got cleared to play. So, you know, maybe that helps. But, you know, also it's a lot of new pe- I feel like it's in a lot of new parts, too. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully they get it together soon, but they got 10 less games to get together than they usually do every year. So, you got to, you know, got to be concerned. You know, that's a, that's something for concern, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Wizards make it. I mean, when we discussed the season, I had no I just went back to the Wizards. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Hornets make it. Oh, the Hornets. I mean. But you see how they- they're playing now, and I'm saying this as a non-biased, you know, Triple B fan. Shouts out to Lamelo. Shout it's to just big, shout out to Big Var. You see how they moving the ball though. Yeah, I mean Lamelo coming off the bench and not playing fourth quarter minutes is a little weird, but hopefully yeah. when he gets those opportunities, he does show that he belongs to those at those you know in that moment. And who knows? Maybe that does help them, you know, because the Hornets aren't, you know, they aren't the sexy pick. I mean, they are because everybody's like, oh, my God, LaMelo Ball. But they could, you know, they that that seven, that six to eight, the six to ten in the East is going to be, is a little, it's a little bit muddy. It's not, there's no, there's, there isn't a certified six, seven, eight that you could pick. Because, like, yes, the Wizards may slip out, but the Wizards can come back in. Then maybe the Hornets, you know, the Hornets will fight for a spot. You have like I said, Orlando, you have Indiana, you have um, – I mean, that's really it for me. I mean, even though people are going to say Cleveland now, but, you know, the Knicks just stopped their undefeated record. Um, I mean, 6-10 to 10 is going to be interesting in the East. As, and we know the West, we know already. But the East is going to be a lot more competitive than people think. 
Right, right, right. All right. Well, since we already here, you know, you want to go ahead and do this is something you came out with and it's creative. And I know we're going to have topics like this often because it's very easy for, you know, everybody just to do the same analytical stuff. So you yeah. want to get to our NBA street idea that you came up with? Uh, yeah. So I don't know, for some reason, this, you know, what sparked this convo, um, this discussion, because I think it was one of the, I think it was when we did the show your work episode of KFAB and dead that we were talking about Memphis bleak. <laughs> man, chess plays is giving him all of NBA street beats. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah, what if we did the current NBA rosters like as NBA street teams? So I'm gonna do the East. Um, Banks, I guess you got the West, and um, well, I guess we'll do an alphabetical order. I mean, all I could do about divisions, it don't really matter to me. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle some teams off right now. I actually did not write this down, so I'm freestyling. This is all first verse, all loaded lux. So I'm going to start. Hold on one second. Give me one second. I'm going to get it on right now. I just had it all up, too. I hate my fucking phone. Listen, no, kids, if you, if you got a phone, get a laptop or an iPad, man, because working everything off a phone is low-key. Yeah, that that's why I had to go invest into a laptop because the one I had before was trash. So I was like, no, nah, yeah. let me get a better laptop because I really be potting and this other stuff I got to do. So I can't just be looking at my phone doing this and then, you know, my attention be short at times too, so. Nah, I'm aware. I'm gonna do it right now. Hold on, I'm gonna get you. Uh, I guess you know what? I'll do it by. Um, I'm gonna do it by division. So. Okay. Let's see. I'm gonna start with Boston with the Atlantic Division. We got Boston. So if you're gonna do a five for Boston, the starting three for Boston will probably be. For me, it will. I will have as the five. It be Kemba. Tatum, Jalen Brown as the top three. And then off your bench will probably be, I'm going to say Marcus Smart. And damn, they don't really got a yeah. They center situation is not that good. I mean, you can put Grant Williams. You can put, I guess, Daniel Tice. Yeah, with Boston, yeah. So if Boston were to start, I feel like, damn, I feel like you got to put the Just Blaze beats behind this. Yeah, it's going to be Kemba Walker. It's going to be Kemba, Tatum, and Jalen. And then your your your, uh, your bench guys will be Daniel Tice and Marcus Smart. So you want to alternate this or you want me to just rattle off my teams? Yeah, you just rattle off your teams and then I go with mine. Or just do yours right now. And then the second ones, I'll do it. All right, so then I got the Nets. The Nets, it would be, my starting three would be Kyrie, I'm going to Kyrie and KD. The third guy will probably be, I mean, for me, it'd be Kyrie, Karras, and KD. That's a crazy, that's a hard three to beat, bro. Damn. And, and, and the two, hold on. Then the two off the bench will probably be. Let's see. The two off the bench will be. I mean, I'll put Joe Harris for shooting. And Jack, you know what? I'll put Jack. Yeah, I'll put Joe Harris and Jared Allen for blocks. Yeah, definitely. That's probably the best one, honestly. I'm going to start writing these down to as we, as we get into it. Hold on. I'm going to get you right now. Uh, my fault. My dog want to bark. Uh, it's, it's all right. Now I can tell it's a pit too. Yep. 
Um, lost in so I. Tice and Adam Marcus Smart, and then from Brooklyn, it was KD, Kyrie, Karis, Jarrett, and Joe Harris. Alright. And then the Knicks, uh, this is probably a booty ass team, but. <laughs> I'm gonna just do No, actually, this could be decent. It'd be. I mean, I would probably do RJ, Julius, and Mitchell Robinson. And then off the bench. Damn, the bench is. You know what? Give me Obi off the bench. And then as your fifth guy. Damn, who wants the fifth guy for the Knicks? For the Knicks. I would take Obi and I would take and I'm doing this minus injuries too damn man NBA Street Dennis Smith would be low-key be crazy on dunks but damn he don't play that well though. hey that's yeah. it yeah I DSJ, mean, damn. I'm a, damn DSJ's a, DSJ would be a fire NBA Street player he's an NBA Street player right now I forgot all about him damn 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 DSJ, man. You know what? I'm going to put Alec Burks. Fuck it. This is a two-star team. <laughs> Boston is a four-star. I think the Nets are a five-star team. Would you agree? It's, it's KD and Kyrie and NBA Street, of course. That's a five-star team. Just them two alone, uh, bro. You get game breakers two all the time. If we do NBA Street two, game oh breakers. Yo, remember you could get like game breakers on one damn uh on one possession. That'd be them definitely. Oh yeah, because I used to bro, smash the square button. I used to go crazy, bro. Smashing any trick, any button with the square button just to get points. What's but, my man with the I, the street ball player? I used to go crazy with him. Well, who who was it? The dude with the tan boots, like the street ball player on NBA Street Bonif- 2. Bonafide. Yeah, I see. Bonafide, Bonafide had the Timbs. Bonafide had the Timbs of Street 1. Let me see. I think he had him in the second one. He didn't. Bro, playing ball in Timbs is dangerous. No, that sounds like Callus is like a mug. Hey, man. No, foot on his Pat Beverly wish he was Bonafide. He had them Birdman lugs on. He could never. Pat Pat Beverly thought he was bonafide. So, no, sir. Hold on one second, bro. All right. So, while Nelson is out right now, hold on. I'll just do my roster instead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll just do my roster while you go ahead. So, for... What division is this? I think this is the Southwest Division right now. So for the Southwest Division, no, that's not the Southwest. All right, I'll just do this. So, because my computer's taking a minute to load. So for the Utah Jazz roster, I got Mike Conley at the one. Now, if it's NBA Street style, I mean, I'm not going to be able to guard that much, but all right. So I'll put Jordan Clarkson at the one, which is insane. 
I got Jordan Clarkson at the one. I got obviously Donovan Mitchell at the two, three, just for the shots alone. Bo John Manganovich, I will put Joe Ingles at the three, and then Bo Bond at the four, and then at the five, obviously, I'm putting Rudy Gobert. So who's your five guys? You got Donovan? I got – I put – this might be stupid, but forget it. I did it anyway. I put Jordan Clarkson at the at the one because it's NBA street style, so I just got to score. So I put Jordan Clarkson at, at the one instead of Mike Conley. Instead of Mike Conley, I put Donovan at the two. I put Joe Ingles at the three. I put Bo Boban Donovanovich at the four. Done, yeah. and, then, and then I got Rudy Gobert at the five. As the three, I probably if it was the if it was three style, it'd probably be Conley, Dono, and uh Spider and Gobert. But Clarkson, Spider, and Gobert is not a bad team either. Cause you could just gun with them two, and then just have Gobert get rebounds and blocks. That's right, because the thing is, I just have yeah. If I'm starting off, I got Don. Actually, if I'm playing the three on three style, obviously like yeah. NBA Street, is, I got Donovan at the one. I can have either I can have Bobot at the two spot, and then three I can have Rudy. It is not going to be a lot of rebounding, but I mean, obviously from. Rudy, that's about it. But you know, a lot of defense down Who's your low. Fifth guy? The Who's your uh, my fifth guy? Uh, I just said. Oh, oh, Conley, yeah, Mike Conley, Mike Conley. I said. Uh, no, I didn't Mike say Mike Conley, bench. but I forgot we got to do the. Oh yeah, yeah off you the gotta bench. Do uh, yeah, I see Mike Conley. Yeah, your so your five will be Spider, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Boyan, Rudy, and Conley. That's not a bad five. For NBA Street, that's a, yeah, that's a that's a four team, probably yeah. a three, three and a half, just because you know what I mean it's not going to be a lot of rebounding. It's not going to be a lot of rebounding, but it's going to be a lot of shooting, right? And Rudy's getting us some blocks. That's about it. That's a fact. You know how about we do this? We're gonna do okay. we're gonna do a division wise. So I'll do a whole division, you do a whole division, and I'm gonna write them both down. It's like why you I'm a. Okay, bet. Yeah, so yeah, let me I just did. let me round up. Yeah, so let me finish the Atlantic, and then you got the you go you'll do the Northwest, and then I'll do like Southeast. You'll do Pacific, and we'll we'll just we'll we'll alternate it that way. That sound good? Let's, All right, let's do that. Let's get it. So for yeah. the sixes, I got obviously Ben and Ben and uh, you know Ben and Joel as my third guy though. Damn, that's a damn that's a tough one because you got. Cause you could use fucking Tobias Harris. I say Tobias, but <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you it'd be. I mean, Tob- it's either him or Danny Green. To- Which one? I mean, is it? Does it really matter? <laughs> uh, yeah, one can actually make a shot. I mean, one is just tall and beige, and the other one is shorter and beige and can't make a shot. So I won a championship. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's won three championships, but at the same time, he couldn't make no open shots in the bubble, and that's Danny Green. Yeah, that, that is true. Because then you eventually, you so eventually like, your last crazy. two is interesting too. Because then you got, I mean, you could put Tobias or Danny, and then your last guy's hard because like you got you got Seth also, you got Dwight Howard as your back center, you got Shake. 
Like, yeah, damn, so, this is a this is a damn this is a hard one actually. You got hype though. Damn, you got mad people. To, but you know, yeah, not they got two bonafide. Like they got two big guys, but then the other three is like, damn, who do you use out of those people? I'll probably put Tobias. I, all right, so the starting would be I probably just have Ben Tobias and Joel and Bede, and then as my backups. That's hard, man. Damn, damn, damn. Seth, I would use Seth Curry, definitely. Man, fuck it. Give me Dwight Howard. Off the bench? Uh, yeah, because you do need another rebounder. Yeah, I mean Dwight off the bench. He old, but fuck it. I mean, you got speed already with Ben Simmons. That's about it. That's the only speed player you got on a fast break. So you're gonna be using the hell out of turbo, but because you really think about it, they only got one center. They it would be Joel's your only center, and then between Tobias, Danny Green, and Seth, you got no centers basically. I mean, yeah, this between Dan, for me is Danny Seth. For me, the three people you put on the bench de- definitely is between Danny Seth and Dwight. I mean, you gonna put Danny and Seth, or you gonna take you gonna say fuck Dwight Howard and leave him out? No, because they are they already running that right. They running that in the actual game right now. Right, that is true. And it's not. <laughs> It's faster. That's all I can say. Like I told you before we came on air, like the 76ers are way faster, but you know, you know they're, not giving, they're not giving up a lot of points. It's just it's hard to score. They got more floor spacing now. That's about it. But then just like eventually you gotta make Tobias a pick and pop type guy. Yeah, you know, what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Danny and Seth off the bench. Okay. Sorry, Dwight. So sorry, so you got Tobias, Tobias and Joe. Yep. Okay, that's not bad. Is Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, and B Tobias as your starting three, and Danny and Seth come off the bench? It's gonna be hard to score, and that style, that gameplay style. But I mean, you got yeah. height. You got height. That's that's about it. That's a height. Yeah, that's a height. That's a height team. And then the Raptors. Um, God bless. <laughs> Wait, I, I take that back. I'm kind of captain, like. Like in the NBA style, cause you got Van Vliet, Pascal's your two, Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kyle. They're they're yeah, that's a short team though. It's short. I mean, this is like in real life, it's a short team. Off your bench, bunch. off your bench would be OG and I guess Norman Powell. That's what I'm about to say. I'm like, who else did they get? They yeah, get OG and Norman Powell. Yeah, that would be their five. I bet. So let me just hold on. I'll cut. I'm putting this in my notes. Uh, Atlantic Division. Same here. I bet. So I right. so my Atlantic Division is done. So it's on you for the Northwest. Okay. So, so you did you would, you started the uh you did the Northwest Division right? Yeah, I'm starting off with the Northwest, and I did the Jazz. If you want to take those notes down again. No, I wrote it oh, down. It's in Spider. Hold on, in Spider Clarkson, Bojan, Rudy, and Mike Conley. That's your five, right? Yep. Or you? I bet. Okay, so let me just go to Portland. All right, so Blazers. Right? I mean, off the back with Portland. 
Yeah, off the back, I mean, in NBA style, he an MVP. So Dane, obviously, I'm going with CJ McCollum, who will work best in that style. Yeah. Uh, my three for my starter. Yeah, you gotta put a five. All right, too. uh, give, that's what I'm saying. Uh, give me Melo. Listen, give me Melo and Street Volume Three was a fucking problem. Right, that's his like second. To... No, that's, his, that's his fourth year in the league too. Yeah. Definitely. So you got DJ yeah, no, Melo. No, no, that was his actual second year. That was 2005, right? When three came out. Three came out, I want to say was 05. Because he has the one he was on the cover on, but that was when P the PS3 came out. That was 07. Hold on, let me see. MHG Volume 3. I want to say 2005. Yeah, that's I think I played that game. Yeah, like okay, times. it was because you know why. Yeah, V. Yeah, V. Volume three was yeah. 05 and Home Court was 07. Yeah, I remember uh, Home Court because they had LeBron rookie shoes on there for some reason. Yeah. And then Home Court was fired because you know what I mean it was next gen and you can go crazy with the right analog stick more than ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. False. False. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I got. <laughs> Dame CJ Melo. All right. Uh Nurk? Give me I'm, I mean yeah. Nurk wouldn't be like a a uh all world team, but yeah, give me Nurk. Give me uh Gary Trent Jr. And that's it. That's and then, then, yes, five. That's five. Okay. Yeah. Who who will be and then like? Oh, Ernest Canner. Uh, I don't know about Ernest Canner. I would say Nurk though. I would take Nurk over Canner. Because Robert Covington and the NBA style game, it's like, bro, he's. I don't know. He marginal. Robert Covington's a bench guy in a, in an NBA street style game. That's what I'm saying. That style yeah. of play where it's just like, you know, he's going to play defense. He's going to get a shot when he open. That, that's all, right. all I'm thinking about. So. All right. Out of five, but Gary Trent, street style, that he going crazy. Out of five stars, what do you rate this Blazers team in NBA Street? Probably four, just because you got Dame and CJ alone. And the Jazz? Uh, Three. I'll give him a three. All right, that's all right. I didn't do that with the landing. Hold on, I gave the Knicks two stars. I gave Brooklyn five. I gave Boston four. The Sixers are, I would say, four. And the Raptors, I would say, I would say three. Yeah, I would give. Yeah, you. That's that's not fair. The Raptors get three. All right. Yeah, yeah. What I was about to say. I was about to say you don't think Obi topping, or I was about to call him Obi Wan. Obi topping not going off. NBA Street. That's why I gave him two. I was gonna give him one, but Obi Obi be dunking like a motherfucker. Right. Obi Obi do, right. Obi gonna do mad dinner served in a game. Right. Him and Dennis crazy in NBA Street. 
I know, but D, but I, I feel bad. I'm cutting DJ from it, but I, I have to. I mean, where is Frank- a bu- <laughs> Nah, you know what, bro? I'm putting DSJ in because DSJ in the NBA street is insane. They still look too That's team, but his dunk, his dunk is gonna be like 99, or it's gonna be in NBA <laughs> street. You know how all the bars filled up. It's gonna be all gonna the be like bars. A four star. He dunk, He's at least a four star in dunks. Right. That's it. Everything else is like shooting. Nah, dunking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you on? You still got the? You still got three teams left in the Northwest. All right, so I'm on the Timberwolves right now, and of course, D'Angelo Russell got him as number one, like number one in that system. NBA yeah. Street, crazy. Uh, number two, I'm going with Anthony Edwards, the rookie, and this is where it's like, hush. Uh, D'Angelo Edwards and Cat. That's a nice three, actually. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. They catch is, but they bench is huff, though. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, this is a three-team definitely, bro. Just because D'Angelo, oh Anthony, and Cat, and this type of, you know, that type of gameplay, it'll be straight. Especially just D'Angelo. It'll be decent. I should just say that. Let's see. Who oh, damn. Who else is on their team? Uh, Malik, Sage, Pip, and Beasley. Sage, oh my god, bro. That man gave up his whole family, but you know, this ain't TMZ, but yeah, who oh, damn, who is the damn, who is that bench, bro? Malik Beasley, Beasley. uh, Ed, Ed Davis, Ugh. uh, John Quan. I call him, I can't say Juan, oh, Juan Chair, Quancho, Juan Quancho. Quancho, Quancho, Quancho Foreign. That's what I'm calling him. Quancho, Quancho, her now, her mongos. <laughs> Quancho, her mongos, bro. Quancho, yeah, he ain't no one. He's Quan. He saw that from Quancho Foreign, Qu- Quavo Foreign. Oh my god, bro. Who's your other two, man? <laughs> Is it Malik? Yeah, let's go pack. We ain't even got to sit on this team too long because, bro, I'm really up here scratching my head. Ed Davis and fuck it, just give me Jerry Culver, bro. No, give me, give me, give me Malik. I, all right, I already got Malik. So give me Ed Davis and, and Quavo. No, you got D'Lo, you got D'Lo, Cat Edwards, the other two to rise up the five. So you would you put Beasley and Culver? That's what I would put. Beasley, no, I'm putting Beasley and uh, Davis, bro. Ed Davis? All right. Yeah, I can't now see a Quan Quavo. I'm sorry, Juancho Hernan Gomez. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying, bro. Bro. I, we'll that, that bench, we're not gonna sit on it because that bench makes it a two-star team. Hey, oh once again, bro. Hey, I'm cool with that. Once again, free man, free cat, bro. This man, <laughs> until he leave, he ain't gonna be no Hall of Fame. He gotta leave, bro. Yeah, definitely. It's something bad always happened too. Now he got a wrist injury. It's like, bro, he got to go. Why? Facts. All right. So who's next? You got you got two more teams left in the division. Oh, okay. See, this is gonna be another fast one. Cause come on, bro. All right, Shay. As soon as I looked at it, as soon as I looked at it, I'm like, oh shit. So I got Shay. I got Luke Dort. Luke Dort. Dort. Bro, we ain't scoring at all. Shay oh my god, crazy. yeah, Luke Dort. Oh, ew, bro. Shay got 
crazy. Yeah, he got to go crazy, Al bro. <laughs> this, team is Al this team is horrible. This is insane. Yeah, they gonna need all them draft picks. Who is your bench? Bait. Uh, Trevor. Trevor Reza. <laughs> Man, fuck the bench. They don't even got a bench. This team's so terrible. Dog, I'm really looking up here like. <laughs> I'm up here doing like that gift with Monte Ellis when he's looking at the computer, rubbing his hands. He like, yeah, rubbing like, your hands. Trevor, give me Trevor Reed and George Hill, bro. Oh my god! Even though Amadou Diallo was Amadou Diallo was a was a slam dunk champion, but that's still not gonna help. This is a one star team. Yeah, easily, bro. That's the. I'm sorry. Nah, sorry, two, sorry, sorry, Give him two because of shape, bro, or one and a half. And he's like, no, nah, I'm giving him a one, bro. I, I can't do it, bro. This is a, this is no better than a two. All right, hey, listen, you know what? That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm like, hey, I ain't gonna really fight you on that one. It's like it is what it is. Wait, hold on. In NBA Street, they did half stars, right? Uh, for the team ratings, I'm trying to remember because I just yeah, they did. It'd be like they did. I. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the Blazers and Jazz 3.5 respectively. Okay, that's what I'm gonna do. Cause I don't think the Blazers can. You, I don't think you can make the Blazers a four and the Jazz a three. I feel like they're both equal. All right, you got the Nuggets. You got Denver, and that's it. Ooh yeah. Hey, listen, I can kind of go fast on these teams for the most part because off the top of my head, I know what I would do. So Jamal Murray, Joker. Joker and MPJ. I need a little MPJ. And then I want Gary Harris. And then this is this is gonna throw you off. I should go with Will Barton, but I'm going with Bobo. That's fair. I'm telling you, hey, bro. Hey, this is a this is a four-star more playing time. Bruh, in real life, this is a shoot. When ball boys start getting playing time, tell me, y'all. But it is a four-star team alone. Now, Jamal, bruh, Jamal Murray and Gary Harris on NBA Street. That's a fact, definitely. Do you I'm do you consider the Brooklyn a five-star team or a 4.5? Uh, I'm going 4.5. It's KD and Kyrie. Oh, yeah. I gave Boston. Okay, I, we're kind of going back. We're kind of going around. Okay, but so I gave Boston four stars, Brooklyn 4.5, the Knicks two, Sixers four, Raptors three. Or would you make the Raptors 3.5? No, three. Three. Okay. Then for you, for the Northwest, the Jazz are 3.5, Blazers 3.5, Wolves are two, OKC is 1.5, and the Nuggets are four. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm up. I'm going to go with what is next here. Let's see. Yeah, that yo, that that OKC team is horrible. Uh, let's go with the Central. Your the first team, none other than your Chicago Bulls. All right, hold on. <laughs> hey, no, no, no! Don't do that! Don't do that! I give you the team hold right on, now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Levine. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'll let Lori. you know because it's your team. Levine, I Lori. 
and then Kobe. Give me Kobe. That's and then my two other that's picks nice would young, be that's a nice little young team. That's a fast team on NBA Street. That's a fast and then team. Otherwise, yeah. Wendell Carter and I'll Patrick? put Gary. Oh, oh yeah, Patrick Patrick. No, no, no. Give us the rookie, Patrick Williams. You're right. All right. What would you say? That's, you... That's not a bad team. I mean, I feel like the, now when it comes to like the other teams, they may pale in comparison. But like, if you need a mid, like you know how some people like wanted to have the challenge of putting like a team in the middle of the pack to win it to to be a game. Like this is that team. This is this is the I'm gonna NBA Street team. I can win with any team team that you use. Uh, what would you rate this team? A two oh, star? Four. I'll say two. No, that's four. All right. No, that's four. Okay. All right, Banks. All right, Banks. <laughs> Bro, it's Laurie Marketing. Listen, Laurie Marketing, Kobe White, and Zach Levine in the NBA street style. Uh, that's I wouldn't buckets. Say I want to say they're three star team. I'm going to give them you know, you know what? I'll give them 2.5. How about that? You, you bugging. All right, cool. But I would say you that's hate that. Same your Knicks are one, so hey, I was gonna give hey. I wanted to give him a zero, but I had to you might turn, actually no 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 actually you gotta turn that up to a two. They got Julius Randle. Julius Randle played 45 minutes that, last night. No, yeah, and he's been dropping buckets, bro. Uh, hey, look, Coach T is about to run him knees into the ground, but at the same time, he might be an all-star. Hey man, at least he went with a bang, right. I'm gonna get the bull. So, so <laughs> do the Bulls get the same as the Knicks? A two or two point five? They get a they get a three. All right, man. I can't give them a three. three I can't. I'm gonna give them two point five. Right. Let's be fair. I'll be fair. Yeah, a, but as a young team, though, as a as a young team, I mean, yeah, of course, we being biased here, but we, we don't do. Uh, we we like to throw our biases, but we're not gonna do them when it comes to expert analysis, I guess. But this is. Right. I'm gonna give them two point five though. I think two point five is is respectable, because this is a team that like if you put them against like a Brooklyn or something, they they may get smoked. But like if you use them against some other teams, you could run some numbers up with with Levine and Kobe. Hey, if we play the Hornets, we win it by ten. I just say that, and that's the Hornets for the thing a lot. Twenty one million guarantee. Yeah, good young uh, team, but hey, that score gonna be like eighty nine to ninety nine. Oh no, I'm sorry. That score gonna be like 79 to 89 in favor of us. Yeah, but we're going to 21, so they'd be like a 21-14 game, 13. But let's go to the Cavs. Um, this is a damn, this is not a bad team either. But, uh. No, they might actually make the playoffs this season. We're talking about teams that might make the Word. playoffs. They might make the playoffs. Where we I said I don't know, but maybe there's a chance. All right, let's go to all right. I got my five actually already for uh for, for Cleveland, I got Sexton, Garland, Drummond, Andre Drummond, and then the last two, the last two. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish this team and then I'll, I'll do it. Uh, Garland, Sexton, Drummond. Damn, you see, this is where it gets tough because then you have. Ah, uh, you got McGee, Javel. You know what? Give me. Give me Larry Nance and Okoro. Okay. And I'm gonna rate them a two point five also. Come on, bro. That's my that might be a three on street. 
But they, but you know how they used to do it off last season's projections. So that's why I give them a two point five. They could be a three though. They could be, but I'm gonna give them two. Let's just use the current season. That that's probably a three season, bro. That's probably a three team. I'll, I'll give a two point five for now. Um, yeah, hold on, hold on a second. I just gotta do something real quick. Just give me my fault, bro. You gotta take a quick break. I gotta take a few minutes. No, that's cool. Hey, I'll just do the Pacific Division then. I'll just do the Clippers and I'll just take the notes of it. All right, while this man goes to the bathroom, hold on. So, my Pacific Division picks, and I'm doing the Clippers. I got obviously Kawhi. I got obviously uh, Sent P, aka Polio P, as Amp called him, Paul George. And then I got. I'm going with Ivaka. I can't. Why can't announce these European players and Spanish players? Zubac. So I got Ivaka Zubac. Then it's all good. I just started doing. While you took a break, I just did my roster for the Clippers. So if you want to go back to it. I got uh, Sent P, a.k.a. Paul George. (laughs) PG. (laughs) PG. I got Ibaka. Ibaka. Yo, that's a yo in NBA Street. That's a hard. That's a hard three to beat, bro. No, I I didn't I didn't even say Ibaka. I said Ibaka, but still. Oh, Zubak. Yeah, Zub. That's how you now say his name, Zubak. Ibaka Zubak. It's Zubats, but I say we say Zubak, whatever. What, tomato, tomato. I can't now say these be damn people name. Get American name, but I should have put sir. All right, I should, Marcus, relax. Yeah, my eye already going crazy. I shouldn't put Ibaka, but nah, I'm. I gotta stick with my pick. So, but I can't put him at my like you know off the bench. So yeah, he your first man off, and then you gotta get you got and then get your number. Who's your fifth dude off the clips? Lou Will. Oh my God, bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. That damn. That's a tough team. That's a four. Rate, that's four a four-star team. Yeah. That's a four, yeah. Okay. So let me do this. Since I'm already at the Pacific Division, I might as well keep going. So yeah, just finish it up. Let me do the Suns. So the Suns, of course, I'm going with CP3. Uh, probably the second, third greatest point guard of all time. I'm going with... I would see Devin Booker in NBA Street. Devin Jesus Booker, Lord, and DeAndre Ayton. And then after that, for my bench, I'm going with Mikaela Bridges and Jay Crowder. That's a decent. That's a three mm, star. Damn. Yeah, three is. I think it's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But three. Yeah, three stars. Okay. All right. So with the Kings, I got obviously De'Aaron Fox, who is snapping in real life. De'Aaron Fox, I got Buddy Hill, and then Marvin Bagley. And then off my bench, I got. Hey, what's the name? BJ Glick. Nimaji Bielisa, Bielisa, Bielisa? Nimaji Bielisa. Yeah, Mona Lisa. You got him. 
Jesus, bro. This bench. All right, just give me him, and <laughs> I'm trying to look for somebody else who could score. I'll, I'll uh, uh, give me. It's not Kyle really Harrison. God. I mean, Harrison Barnes and Tyrese Halliburton. Oh my God, bro! They never making the playoffs again. <laughs> no disrespect to Harrison Barnes, the champion, but come on, bro! What they doing? So give me Kyle Guy. He, he's a white guy. It looks like he can shoot. I don't watch enough Kings uh, games, so not even over Tyrese Halliburton. I'm. I'm I don't know. There. I don't watch enough. Give me him there, bro. You you take it because I don't even know who these key players. I'm like, well, he averaged ten nah. right now. I've never seen this guy. Damn. This is a is this a two star or two point five? Uh that's a two star, sir. <laughs> All right, yeah, the Kings. Is, you gonna do the Warriors or the Lakers? No, I'm gonna do the Warriors next. All right, who you got? Obviously, let's Curry. Curry, let's play that Steph is healthy. So, Steph we Curry. Yeah, we're doing this as if they're healthy. Okay, so Steph, obviously, ooh, we're at Steph and Clay in the NBA street style. Crazy. And crazy. Going. Can't lose, especially when uh, when the game breaker come on. Yeah. Insane. Uh, James Wiseman. Oh, my God. Yo. Yeah, and then Ooh, Curry, then. Clay, Curry, Clay, Green, Wiseman, and Ubre would be my five. There you go. That's a four star team. That's, that's what you. That's what you had. Yeah. That's a that's four star yeah. team. That's a, that's a just off Kelly, Clay, Steph alone, bro, and then James Wiseman, but really Joel Street alone, I name. That on the NBA street style, that's a four star team. Yeah, that's a four star. Yeah, that's a four star team. Yeah, if you look at if you're doing as if you know, yeah, they're in there using a healthy, it would say three and a half or four, but I'll, I'll lean a four. Okay, so and then the Lakers. Uh, I got obviously LeBron, obviously AD, AD. and Dennis Shooter. Shooter. Damn, Caruso. Okay, then when you get them, then I'm going to have Caruso come off my bench. I guess Caruso and who? I mean, Caruso. Who? Damn, who else comes off the bench for the Lakers then? Uh, Kyle Kuzma. That's my five right there. I guess you're going to give this team a – is there really a five-star team in this? I don't think so. Uh, give it four and a half, just based on LeBron and AD in NBA Street. Yeah, the other three are debatable, but yeah, I would say that because it's really yeah. If you really think about it, there's KCP, Caruso, Kuz, but we're thinking about this in the NBA Street way. So yeah, that's five. All right, all right. So let me finish the let me finish the central. I was on the Cavs. Let me go to. Hold on, I'm gonna tell you right now. Let's see. I see. I'm trying to check. My fucking phone is wilding out. My fault, y'all. Let's see. Cleveland, 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 Cleveland. All right, let's go to the the Detroit Pistons. All right. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, Well, actually, um, 
real Dude. quick, why why you get so listed together? NBA street style with the D Rose and whoever else you name Rose, off. Rose Blake, Rose and Blake is not bad. I'm gonna say Rose. Okay, so Derek Rose, Blake Griffin. They got mad yeah. fucking, mad fucking forward, yeah. son. Like, why? Yo, I've said before. I said, I said, uh, the Detroit Pistons are the New York Knicks with Kanye buffs. Um, that's hilarious. I want some Buffy suit. <laughs> Damn. Um, I guess I'm gonna say Rose Blake and Jeremy Grant, and then off the bench, give me yuck. This is not that. Good. This is not that good of a team, bro. What's their rookie? Killian. Uh, isn't it like Cal something? Killian. I forgot. Killian Hayes. Yeah. Give me Killian Hayes and I don't even fucking know, bro. Give me fucking Josh Jackson. I don't know. This is a two. This is a. This is a two-star team. Yeah, because they, they, they Rose and Blake could be good, but the rest of them are, uh, are marginal. All right, next up is the Indiana Pacers, and let's see the Pacers. All right, so give me, give me Vic Oladipo, Sabonis, Miles Turner mm. off the bench. Give me T.J. Warren as your backup. Ah, oh, damn it, my phone's acting up. TJ Warren and damn, this is tough because you got McDermott too. And uh, give me Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, so my my five for the Pacers is Oladipo, Sabonis, and Miles Turner. And off the bench, you give me uh, TJ and Malcolm Brogdon. This is a this is a three star team or two and a half. I was just about to say that's a three. It's a three. Yeah. And last but not least, the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, Giannis, Chris Middleton. Um, I, excuse me. I'm, I'm fucking like they ain't get Drew Holiday. This is Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday. Which on a in a in an NBA street game is actually. Hold on. You Just get Giannis alone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You hear me right? I bet. So Giannis, yeah. Yeah, Giannis alone is insane. Giannis, Middleton, and profile Giannis Middleton and Drew off the bench. I'll take damn, this is because you got White Dante, you got Tory Craig. I'm not taking Bobby Portis. If this was NBA Jam, I'd take Bobby Portis because he could shove the shot of people. Um, right. <laughs> give me... I would go with White Dante in that system. Give me, you know what? Give me Brooke Lopez and White Dante. Mm-hmm. This is a four-star team. Yep. All right, that's the Central Division. You did the Pacific, right? Uh, yeah, I'm on the Southwest. That's my. You want the Southwest? All right, let's get it. All right. So for my Southwest, I got the Spurs. I'm going with Demar, who will be cold in the NBA Street format. I got 
Dot, Deontay Murray. DeJounte, yeah, DeJounte. And and LaMarcus. LA. For my three. Yeah. And then off my bench, is he still here? Gary? No, Derek White. Who? And Derek White. Oh, the point. I would say, yo, I would say Derek White and Lonnie Walker. Thank you. Great minds think alike, bro. Great minds like, nah. think alike. This oh. is a that's defense and that's shooting. What do you get? This two and a half or three? Two and a half. We'll get two and a half. Yeah, that sounds fair. All right. Next up. Uh, the Pelicans. So I'm going with Lonzo. Obviously, I'm going with uh, Zion. I'm blanking out. Yeah, I'm tripping right now. Lonzo, um, Zion, and Bi. Yeah, yeah. And that's, off that's a nice. Th- that's a nice three. That's that's a three and a half team right there. Off the bench, maybe a four. Who well, the bench? That's when they get. That's when they get tricky. I mean, JJ Riddick. And yeah. give me Blesso. Damn, Bledso or yeah, I guess Bledso. I was gonna say Stephen Adams, but I mean, nah, I mean, unless you just want boards, that's it. Yeah, you still got to put up points in the street game, so that's why I was like, all right, just let me have Eric Bledso and let me get JJ off the bench. You know, this is a. Uh... Three star? 3.5. Cause Lonzo, Lonzo, bro, Lonzo and Zion in the NBA street style format. Yeah. That's great. That's cra- they going crazy. That okay. I'll give you that. Okay, the mass. I got obviously I got Luca. I got Chris Staffs. And Hmm. Damn, they Josh Richardson maybe, or Tim Hardaway. Uh, just give me, give me Tim Luca, and give me uh Chris Stapps. Then off the bench and, you got. Uh, give me Josh, and give me Trey, I guess. Trey Burke? Yeah. What is this? T- what would you rate this team? 3.5? Uh, nah, three. Luca ain't enough for me to give you a 3.5, bro. That, that's one player in a lot. I mean, it's shooters. But you got KP, too, if he's healthy. That's true. I feel like uh, if you got to give the – if you get the Pelicans 3.5, you got to give Dallas a 3.5. Yeah, I just hate Chris. Because they kind of – I know. But, yeah, three point. I, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, I know. Three point five. All right, next up. Uh, the Grizzlies. So obviously, Grizzly. John Mar- bro, John Morant going crazy. John Morant will go crazy. <laughs> what? Damn, John ja will go crazy in NBA Street. Yo, John Morant be like Jordan, bro. NBA Street when they had them three Jordans, bro. He like the God. the one with the gold chain, bro. Come on, the dunks. The handles, all that. So I got Ja. I got uh Dylan Brooks. 
And then give Jared? me, yeah, Jaren. I forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because I'm looking at the ESPN list, and they don't have players that's like the players that's hurt. They don't have them on the roster right now, which is weird. So I'm like, uh, did, yeah. doesn't Jaren play for them? So Jaren. Okay. So then off my bench, give me Jonas Valachunas. I don't know how I can enunciate that, but I fucked up the other names. Juancho Hernandez. He can pronounce Jonas Valachunas, but can't pronounce Juancho. That's crazy. Oh, Jared's right here. My my vision was tripping. So Jaren was on this list. So give me Jonas and then give me uh the hacker. And I hate using Duke players, but give me Grayson Allen. No, no, give me Cal Cal Anderson instead. Slow mo? Yeah, give me slow mo. You see LA. Give me him instead. All right. And what you rating this team? 2.5? And then my final team, uh three. That's five. You got Ja, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas, and Slow Mo. No, give me give me two point five because John Moran ain't enough. Yeah, I agree. And then last but not least, you got the Rockets. Come on, bro. James Harden going stupid. <laughs> James Harden, James Harden, James Harden, James Harden. I'll take that back. Yeah, I'll take that back. Ja, not he probably be younger, Jordan. But look. James Harden in NBA Street, he that older Jordan, not the Wizards one. He primed Jordan in that. Nah, so, Jaw would be a crazy NBA jam. I mean, NBA Street. Dunks are, jam, he got it. And that he old that. So and he fast. That's what I'm saying, bro. So John Wall, James Harden, and give me uh the Marcus. And off the bench, who you got? Yeah. Eric Gordon. Even though he hasn't been consistent in the past years, Eric Gordon and give me Daniel House. Not Christian Wood. That's probably a four star. What about not Christian? Nah, because we shoot. We trying to score. We no, we just score. Tucker? I mean, we PJ. Don't. I mean, for a shoot collection, maybe he get in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because you know you got the shoe shoes in the third one. So nah, we we going with we just gonna shoot. That's so you it. Me Daniel. I would put Christian Wood though. I ain't gonna hold you. Cause he kind of can do both. Mm. He he killed yeah. too. I would put Christian Wood if I was I got it. Hmm. If we're gonna stay with the small ball lineup, I, Daniel House, Eric Gordon. All right. But Christian is balling right now, though. I don't know. I put Christian Wood, but this is this is your this is your thing. You you doing the West? So I'm gonna give this a three star team. Bruh, this is a four This is a four James Harden alone should give it a four. James Harden, John Wall, and the market, or just James Harden and John Wall. You know, think I about this. that. Yeah, no, nah, you got okay, you do have a point. That's a you can know it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I stand corrected. This is a four. This is a four-star team. All right. So you done with the Southwest. He, Actually, you're done. You did the whole you did the whole Western Conference. I'm I got the last division. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. All right. So as a as a we'll do a recap. The Spurs, the Spurs, you got uh Murray, DeJounte Murray, DeMar DeRozan, Aldridge, and then Derek White and Lonnie Walker, 2.5 stars. Pelicans, Alonzo, Zion, BI, JJ Reddick, and Eric Bledsoe, that's 3.5. Mavs, Luca KP, Hardaway Jr., Josh Richardson, and Trey Burke, 3.5. Grizzlies, John Moran, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jonas Solomon, that's a 2.5. Rockets, Harden, Wall, Boogie, Eric Gordon, and uh, 
almost call him Eddie House, Daniel House. <laughs> yeah, remember when, remember when uh, Eddie House, uh, did Eddie House get his headband smacked off? Yeah, by Ray for Austin. Skip to my Lou, smack that shit off his head. Shots. And then he just started to my Lou. And he just got a skip face. Like, nah, bro, you, you got to go ahead and put that man to sleep. Nah, shots get to my Lou, man. All right. Uh, all right. So this, I'm done. This is, the, this is the last division. We are going to the Southeast. The Atlanta Hawks. This is a fun team. This is a fun team. Trey, John Collins. And give me damn, they got so many fucking bench guys you could use too. What's his name? Hunter. Hunter is good. You got Hunter, Reddish, Bogdan. Oh no, Bogdan, bro. You gotta have Bogdan start. Yeah, give me Bogdan. Give me. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna off the bench. Give me Cam and. You know, give me Cam and DeAndre. You don't want. What's his name? Gallinari? Delanio Gallinari? Damn, you got Danilo too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna we talked about playoff teams. No, this team gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, this team ain't gonna playoffs. I'm gonna take Danilo. This is I'm gonna give them this might be a four just off Trey Young, bro. 3.5. I'll just say 3.5. Cause Trey alone, bro, on NBA Street going crazy. Oh my oh my god. That's a fact. All right, let me go Charlotte. LaMelo. Give me LaMelo, Devontae Graham. I guess I got to put the Proud Boy in there. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> Give me Miles Bridges. And my last guy. That's a hard. That's damn. Who's the last guy? Oh, Scary Terry. Scary Terry. That's what I'm about to say. Either you gotta go with Bismack or you gotta go with Terry Rozier. Nah, this is a three. I'm gonna get this a three point five two. Or three. You know, I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna go yeah. down. They fast. That's what, huh? That's a fast team, though. Yeah, that, that's a that's a that's a fast team. Um. All right. Next up is the Miami Heat. I wish I could give them a one star. Cause everybody, be, never mind. Um. No, I'm kidding. I'm I throwing my biases aside. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Tyler Hero, and Bam. Yeah, let me see. Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam would be my three. Then off the bench, give me, <sighs> bro. This is yo. This is the this is the quintessential uh, good and actual basketball but NBA Jam. I mean NBA Street. I don't know. Um, Duncan Robinson. Give, yeah, give me Duncan. Give me Duncan and Goron. I guess. That's a that's a three team. That's a lot of shooting. That might be higher than that. I'll, I'll give three point five. I'll say three point five. That's a lot of shooting. I'll give them respect. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a very shooter. That's a very uh shooter based team. That's a lot of shooters. All right, next up we got Orlando. All right, Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. You know Orlando is first in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, that's gonna change in about a week. Orlando. They are actually better though. What'd you say? 
They are actually playing better or good. I should have used good instead. Yeah. They are pretty good right now. They've always been a solid team. I just feel like, because you know, obviously with the Wizards, they thought they were going to slip. But you know, I it's funny because I had this discussion the other day about how like Orlando as a team, like they've always hard fought and they always make the playoffs. So you, or you have to give them that respect, you know. Um. All right. So for the Orlando Magic, give me. Well, this is actually. This is kind of this. This is this is a this is a debate here. Give me Markel. Vucci Main and Aaron Gordon. You said Gucci Main? <laughs> Vucci Main. Vucci Main. Mm. Nicola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon. Off the bench, give me. Damn, this is just. Cole Anthony. Give me Cole. I don't know why Cole Anthony's not on this list unless I'm seeing shit. Give me Cole no, Anthony. ESPN, it, it messes me up as well because I didn't see Jared Jackson. Damn, because you got Terrence Ross to who could shoot. You also, I mean, Mo Bamba's. Uh, no, trash. Jonathan Isaac. No. <laughs> I guess Evan Fournier. Evan and Cole, that's, that's, that's speed. Uh, you know, Evan Fournier. I'll give this team, I'll give him a three-star. Okay. It's a decent team. It's not a terrible team, but like, you know, it's okay. All right. Last but not least, we have the Washington Wizards. And with them, give me Russ, Beal. Russ. Russ, yeah, Russ, Beal, Rui off the bench. Give me. Who? Uh, Bryant is his name Thomas Bryant. Yeah, Thomas Bryant. Uh, yeah, give me Thomas Bryant and Denny. Yeah, that's good. That might be. That's nine. a two point. That's a two point five. Three. Come on, bro. I was about to say three point. Give him a three. You want me to give Russ, him a three? Russ and Brad, bro, on NBA Street. But Rui is marginal. He, he's still developing. He's gonna be good, but it's gonna take another year or two. I want to give him 2.5 because I don't know. I'll give him I mean, they on four right now, so. Yeah, I know. That's all. That being on four got me like, ah. Russ going through. Yeah. Russ going to retire and start making bowling ball shoes with YG. Bruh, bowling ball shoes with hot dukins on them. Yeah, he about to quit, bruh. Yeah. He, got, he got bowling ball shoes with Naruto logos on them. I'm like, bro, I don't want any $400. <laughs> Unless it's $4 for 400 I don't want any of that, bro. You can keep all that, bro. He's selling them for $400? I don't probably so. I just know it's called 400 I'm sorry, 400 Not 400 400 400 400 Good Lord. You keep all 400 pieces of clothing if it is 400 Yo, Take that um, to a third-world country. I'm sorry, I'm putting Charlotte not to 2.5 because I realize I have the Bulls and the Cavs at 2.5, and I feel like Charlotte should be in the same respect as them. So they're going down to 2.5. I'm going to so, give them a three. That's a lot of, that's a lot of scoring. That's a lot of that, – uh, it's a fast yeah. team. But. Yeah, true. All right, so um, you want to recap the divisions or you think we good? 
I think we good. Uh, you got on actually. Now. Let me finish my southeast. Actually, hold on. Let me just double check. Yeah, I got southeast. I got eight. Atlanta's three and a half stars. They got Trey, John Collins, Bogdan, Cam Reddish, and Danilo Gallinari. Charlotte has Lamelo Ball, Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and, Ter- and Scary Terry. That's kind of disrespectful. I put Scary Terry last. I'm sorry, Lamelo, Scary Terry, Gordon Hayward, um, Devontae Graham, and Miles Bridges. And then Miami, I got Jimmy, Bam, Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, and Duncan Robinson as a 3.5. I really want to give him a three because they're champions. I'll give him that. Orlando, Markel Fultz, Vucci Main, Aaron Gordon, Cole Anthony, and Evan Fournier. It's a three-star team. Wizards, Russ, Beal, Rui, Denny, and Thomas Bryant. That's a three-star team. So, all right. That's it. I haven't written down on my notes. I will put this up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to write this, like, in a nice way because I have it on a phone. Mm-hmm. But um I've written in the notes. So if you don't know who those guys are, like that's on you, I guess. But yeah, I have them written down. So we'll put the, well I'll put them up on Twitter. I mean if banks, I'll send them to you. So if you want to write them a little bit nicer. I mean, like I said, I'm working on just on a phone. But um mm-hmm. we'll set it up though. But yeah, with that's our NBA sheet rankings. That probably took a little that probably took a little while, but fuck it. It was worth it. Cause that that that's actually a fun ass game. If only we had a game developer who could Photoshop these guys in there, but yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, man. Any game developers, man, come through, talk to us. Because we need a new NBA street. Word that is, that is a fact. So, all right. So I guess next up, um, I guess we'll talk about the Dwayne Haskins situation. So if you've been living under a rock, the Dwayne Haskins was released by the Redskins earlier this week. Um, been a lot of talk about what happened, why it happened, how it happened. Um, there were comments from Booger McFarland. I don't know if you heard about them banks where they were my bad, my fucking smack my phone on my hand. They're a little, they were kind of disrespectful, I think, in my opinion. Um, and now there is more going on in regards to his agent. He fired his agent actually this morning. If I, I remember reading that he fired his agent. Because his agent kind of was taking the Redskins side in regards to his uh, his shortcomings. So in my opinion, I feel like with this, it's it's both of their fault. Um, you know, with the with Haskins, you know, he didn't. You know, obviously he he didn't put up the numbers he was supposed to. Um, he didn't seem like he was well prepared, or he could have been better prepared. I won't say he was well prepared. He could have been better prepared. Obviously, his situation with his team, the team. I mean, who who are the Redskins wide receivers, honestly? I'm not even trying to be fucked up, bro. Who are the Redskins wide receivers? Do you even know? They are rival teams, so I don't care. Yeah, I mean, Jericho Cotri? I don't know. Now, nah, let me see who the Redskins wide receivers are. Oh, yeah, I can't even say that. Yeah, you look them up. The Washington football team. Let's That's what that. I'm saying. I'm like the team, as they call it now. That team. That team. Let's that see. team. That Bronx team. That team, bro. His best receiver is probably Terry McLaurin, Robert Foster, Antonio Gandy, Golden, Terry McLaurin, Cam Sims, Steven Sims, and Isaiah Wright. So basically, Dwayne Haskins does not really have anybody to throw to. Um, and for me, I feel like it's a mix of both. It's a mix of you know he didn't have the best team. He might not have been the most prepared, and it's a mix with the organization because with Dwayne Haskins. He only played one year of football. 
he was a one, you know, if you really, he was kind of a one-year wonder. It kind of was like Mitch Trubisky with the Bears. Mitch Trubisky played, what, one year in North Carolina? He had, a, what, what, was it 11 stars or something like that? Mm-hmm. And got drafted straight off that. And the thing with Dwayne Haskins, he kind of had kind of a notion against him because Ron Rivera and um, the GM, I forget his name, um, I think it's Jay Hurd or something. It starts with an H. Um, they wanted somebody else. They didn't want to draft Dwayne Haskins. But Daniel Snyder, or, you know, much of a not a nice person that man is, he ruled that he out, he overruled and he said, nah, you guys got to draft Dwayne Haskins. So even before the guy takes a snap or shows up to training camp, he already kind of has a something against him because he's not the guy that Ron Rivera or the GM wanted. You know, then Ron, you know, like I said, Ron Rivera and them, they weren't really rocking with him like that. You know, he has one good start. Then he kind of just, he has a couple terrible starts and he gets benched for Alex Smith who got his, who doesn't have a leg and is somehow playing football still. Then, it, you know, we know how the Washington Redskins since, for, for a long time, this is Daniel Sanders become owner, how poorly run of a franchise they are from top to bottom. And you're kind of going into not a, you're not going into a good situation. And especially for one, it's not a team that's just not good. It's a team that's poorly run. So I feel like it's just a perfect storm of shit. He didn't really get his chance. He was underdeveloped. He wasn't really fully developed because from what it looks like, he couldn't even go to somebody like, yo, listen, help me out here. Can you tell me how to, you know, how to become a better pro, how to understand the system, how to understand the playbook. It felt like they didn't really, from what I'm looking on the outside looking in, I feel like they didn't really give a fuck about him since day one. You know, do you think about it? Ron Rivera chose Kyle Allen, who was not, who won a couple games, but wasn't that good of a backup compared to Dwayne Haskins to start over him. Whereas, and I feel like if Dwayne Haskins goes to a situation where he's under a better quarterback or much a much more better run organization, he has a chance to actually succeed. Because like what I've said, the guy only played one year of football in college. It's one thing if the dude played three or four, won the Heisman Trophy, and plays like this shit. It's like, all right, bro, you did this for four years. What the fuck happened? But if the guy's only played one year of stellar football, and Ohio State isn't, you know, let's really think about it. Ohio, you know, I'm not the biggest college fan, but Ohio State is not really known for marquee quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had Braxton Miller and Court Cardell Jones and all them. And look, where did they go? You know what I'm saying? So, for me, I feel like Dwayne, it was a mix of both. You know, he, he only played one year of football. He didn't really get to develop, you know, and mature as a person and as a player. He didn't have people to help him along the way with that. Ron Rivera and the GM, I feel like really ain't give a fuck about him. And the Redskins are a poorly run organization. But, you know, to me, I hope, you know, I hope he does get an opportunity, even if he's a backup or he just clears waivers. I don't think he should start. I think, honestly, a team that needs a backup quarterback or someone who has a starting quarterback who can teach him some ways or have, you know, like a savvy organization, I feel like he should go with that, too. Go with that, you know. Go with an organization that'll show him the way to, you know, be a better quarterback. And maybe, and I hope he gets it. I hope he gets a second chance. You know, I hope this isn't just he gets thrown to the wayside. I, you know, the kid's only twenty three years old. You know, so I feel like, I feel like he, I feel like he should get a second chance. But, you know, he cleared waivers today, so now he could get signed to whoever. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, the best thing I can say right now about all of it. 
because you know obviously everybody's just saying that he's irresponsible for going out without a mask and ron rivera is coming off you know right having cancer i think he's in remission now so it's irresponsible he's in remission yeah so it's irresponsible to come around him especially because we don't know how, exactly how COVID works even a year into this thing damn near a year right. into it and my thing is I'm with you. I'm going to take the side that you going on. I like the fact that we're not up here bashing this young man because he is a young man. Uh, I hope he gets a chance. I hope he gets, you know, so he needs a guidance. He needs a vet too. Like the right. thing is, even in the NBA, I think these NBA players are a little different now. Whereas, you know, back in the day, they were a little bit wilder. These new NBA players, this is like, man, they want to be on Instagram. They want to play 2K and be nerds. It's right. cool. It's like, it's like we're pro wrestlers. So with Dwayne, you know, his game hasn't always been there. It's been kind of bad. But, you know, he needs time to develop. He needs somebody that can help him learn how to develop. I just hope he takes better precautionary measures when it comes to everything he's doing. So if he does get a second chance, he knows exactly what he needs to do. And, you know, just work on your game, man. It, you know, there's a lot of people out here calling him trash and, saying this about him he's being irresponsible we've seen this from johnny menzel we've seen this from other players i don't need to be you know like other angulars or so to speak people that are just saying that he's garbage you know it just it is what it is he definitely needs to work on this game more and he needs somebody that could really help him out mentally as well right i would agree with that i mean Listen, I'm I'm actually looking at Dwayne Haskins' numbers. I mean, he he threw 50 touchdowns in his one year. So if you really want to think about it, he redshirt one year. He played he played in eight games. He didn't start. So in the last four, you know, he played 14 games one year, and then played. He only played 30 games in three years. He doesn't like. He doesn't have that much experience and. You know, yeah, was he irresponsible? Of course. And I think, you know, he, he admitted that. He apologized. He, you know, he, he said his – he gave his apologies to everybody, and that's understandable. Um, I just don't like how a lot – how these guys are just continually bashing him like a Booger McFarland and what he said about him, which was, I think was honestly disrespectful. You know, so, so explaining how, how these black players, like, they focus on their brand. It's like – I would, you know, I think about it this way. Like, that's kind of like the old man yelling at the cloud. Because it's like, bro, listen, like, listen, we understand in the 80s and 90s, there weren't opportunities like that. Now, and even with Dwayne Haskins, you can't say he focuses on his brand because if you go on his Instagram and you go on his social media, bro, that guy don't talk about endorsements. Mm. All of his posts are him working out playing football. So you didn't, you know... You're really just talking out. I feel like he Booger was just talking out his ass. And then to come with the oh, there's you know, then you make it a black thing, an African American thing, which I thought I'm like, bro, don't even like why are you bringing it to that point? Because now you now we're now we're getting back now to that. Huh? What'd you say? Now you're making it hot, like bro. Nobody was really now you're talking making, about it. Yeah, now you're making it a much more drastic point than it really is. At the fact that listen, this guy now it turns it when it could have turned into. Now, because do I think Dwayne Haskins is good? Honestly, I don't think he's that good. But like we've discussed, bro, the guy has only played one year of football. If mm -hmm. you really want to think about it in college. But to go back to what I'm saying, if it's a mix of both. Listen, the kid was irresponsible. You know, he was irresponsible on his half. He didn't play that well. 
And he didn't have the proper guidance from other players to be like, yo, listen, put your arm on your shoulder. Yo, listen, bro, come on, let's go do this. And mind you, he was working out during the season because people just like, oh, he's out of shape. He didn't care. He was working out, and every player does that. Every player puts on social media them fucking working out. There are very few players who don't. Your favorite player, more you know, if you're listening to your favorite player, more than likely put a video of him at least one time or a story or a tweet showing a picture of him working out, doing something in the offseason. And that's what mostly what he does anyway. Most of his posts are about football. They're not like, yo, come try this fucking teeth whitening, all this other shit that other players do. Like, he's focused on football. He was in a bad situation. It didn't work out. It, and that's the problem. That's why I don't like when it comes to especially black players and especially black quarterbacks in the NFL. It's it's never just a, yo, listen, it was a bad fit. It's it's a dual responsibility on the organization and the player. It always turns into, oh, the players are celebrating. They're happy to be there. They don't ask to be a better player. Like, when Booger McFarlane said that, I'm like, bro, how do you know that? Like, how do you know? How do, What if he did ask somebody and because they knew Dwayne Haskins was the dead man walking, it was like, nah, fuck him. We don't care. Bro, they what, if he, what if he did ask and nobody answered this question? What if he went into that situation and realized, damn, my coach and my GM didn't want me to get picked. The owner does, but the owner is a fucking, is a, is a, is a fucking loony and he's a doof and the people that I have to see every day don't want me here. You don't you see that's the thing. A lot of people they make these points who are in you know certain organizations and whatever and certain positions when it's like bro, you have to it's like you know how I equate this to and this is probably a very random thing. It's like when people when people show videos of people fighting and they're like, "Yo, if I was there, I would have did 1 2 3 4 5 6." Like, bro, you you can't say that unless you're in that situation. You know, I that's how I thought about it when I was reading the whole thing and understanding the scope of Dwayne Haskins' situation with the Redskins and why he got fired. The first thing I thought is, damn, if I go somewhere and they don't want me, I'm going to feel a way about that. Because you think, okay, if I ball out and throw 300, 400 yards and I'm, we win the game, my coach don't really want me here. So he's going to be like, yeah, good job, but does he really give a fuck? Not really. It's always going to be in the back of his mind. Like, bro, I didn't really want this guy here in the first place. So I really don't care. See, some coaches can go can get past that. There are situations where a coach and a player didn't see each other eye to eye as people, but when it came to the playing, when it came to just playing the game, they won. That happens, but that obviously did not happen here. And a lot of people don't understand that. You can't say, "Yo, if I was here, this and this will happen," because you can't, you can't do it. Like unless it's you, everybody's gonna react different to that way. The kid is young. It's one thing, like I said, the kid played four years in college football. He's like, "Man, fuck this shit. I got maybe I want to do two, three different coaches. I understand how this is. It is what it is." But He's young. He didn't play as much. And you thrust him. You're thrusting a kid who played one year into start starting a team, into a starting team. Mind you, a team that's not really, let's, if you want to keep it a buck, ain't really going anywhere. And I'm not saying that because you a Cowboys fan and I'm a Giants fan. I'm calling a spade a spade. The Redskins mm-hmm. ain't doing shit. The Redskins ain't going to do shit. They ain't going to be shit. They never will be. Well, whatever. That t- football team will never be shit with considering what's going on, you know, on top with them in regards, regards to the organization. Because that shit does translate to what happens on the field. So I just feel like people were un... Especially Booger McFarlane. Bro, if you wanted to say that to him, you should have talked to him off the phone. That's not something you say on TV. Because you know what that does? Now that incites all these fucking white people and mm-hmm. granted, all these casual fans who, gonna, who are going to incite that thing, damn, I can say that to any player. 
if I'm Dwayne Haskins, I'm calling. I would have called him, be like, "Yo, like, why didn't you tell me that in private?" If you really feel like you you care for this guy, you could have called him and told him, "Yo, listen, this is not how it works." A, B, C, D, and that's it. But that conversation that he had, that was something that shouldn't have been said on air. If you're gonna keep it fair, you should have just been like, "Listen, how my situation, you know, how I feel about it, is something that I'd rather tell Dwayne Haskins to, to Dwayne Haskins directly or to his people directly." But listen, this is a situation where listen, he didn't play that well. He didn't. He wasn't able to develop, but also with the reputation of the Redskins, it didn't work out. That's all you have to say. When you go on and say all that shit, and then Randy Moss fucking it like, Randy Moss like helped like uh back back them up, which made me feel the way too. I'm like, oh, all right, man. Like I see where this is going. This is straight talking head bullshit, and you know this is nothing for but ratings. When meanwhile, God forbid, like you you could you could like he could see that on TV, and you could damage that kid. That kid may not never get that out of his head. Cause then now you're embarrassing him on national television, but you know, long you know at the end of it all, you know I hope he gets another opportunity. I hope he does well, and I wish him the best. You know, that's all. That's really what I. That's really my viewpoint on it. So a couple things. Uh, go ahead, bro. My fault. I got more Ball- because that shit got me tight. Because <laughs> so as you, you can hear, that, that's the whole part of the show. You supposed to have your opinion, and you said everything on point so i'm basically about to be the pg 13 version of that uh yeah we randy moss is the greatest wide out arguably we ever seen but we see his wife so of course he's gonna uh channel that sentiment by booger mcfadden uh look up his wife his chip was that lets you know his chip it was gonna go off sooner than later uh booger you know they just choose some of these old blackheads that want to say something about the young black dudes you know right. it happens in wrestling with booker t booker t seems to be yo unless he says negative about everything black is wrestling bro everything is wrestling everything. and literally i wanted to say that in a sports room but i think they would get it but when i thought about that i'm like yo this literally feels like the booker t situation well everything is cone chips too because you know a lot of those been activating all year so it was just booger's time to do it i mean instead of focusing on what a black young black quarterback isn't doing he should be focused on what he's doing and every time he's doing a breakdown analyst is something obviously that we just saw so thank you i, I guess his, C, his cte gives him like a time relapse and he rewinds back <laughs> what just happened he has to tell hey he congratulations hey banks he giving him that hashtag analysis yeah uh he should not a lot he should do an analysis as to why he has a head size as nine and five eighths there is no fitted hat for your hat size. That CT just want to explode out of his head like the alien did in the movie. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's like you said, a lot of these old heads, Mark Henry does it too. They just want to say something about another black person, particularly a young one, out. Like, bro, you should just kept it as this player isn't doing X, Y, Z, and he should get it together. But when you start saying these young black players, like, bro, what are you talking about? Half of them are like family men in the, in the NFL. The black quarterbacks, essentially. Russell Wilson is a family man. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a family man. Who else am I? It's a lot of black quarterbacks. Uh, Kyle Morey, I don't know if he has a family, but he's young. He's not worried about his brand. Who else am I thinking about? Shit, Lamar Jackson, uh, too. Lamar Jackson, I caused no problem. 
Bro, Lamar Jackson just want to listen to Kodak Black and play football. Right, he can't. That's it. And, and it's shot. crazy. And yo, speaking of Lamar, yo, remember that he he had the like the three or four kind of not too not so good weeks, and everybody's like, yo, Lamar Jackson fucking sucks. He's trash. He's out. It's like, bro, that man just won the MVP last year. Thank you. You can't have three bad games. Thank you. I think it's just but, you know that's another thing. It's just because Patrick Mahomes has set the bar so high. At only 25 yeah. years old, everybody like, damn, you got to be like that now. It's like, no, that's a once-in-a-lifetime player. Right. That's a fact. So it doesn't happen. And then Deshaun Jackson, you know what I mean? Like, Or Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Bro, his whole team got traded. And he's still out here playing, not complaining, and he's not playing trash. It's like. Bro, that, that so man got like, no offensive lineman. He getting killed. He getting freaking headhunted two or three times a game, and he's still balling out. Right, and you don't see him out here going to party. You don't see him out here worried about his brand. So you just talk about one particular player. So when you say black, that just let me know somebody putting that chip in your back. Because what are you talking about? Or you just not paying attention to what's going on. I just named you some that haven't caused any problems. And one who should have been MVP over Aaron Rodgers is just is a family man. So his brand is being a family man. I think that's a brand I'm going to stick by, sir. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things, man. A lot of these older black people, they just always want to talk about what the young blacks aren't doing. But you ain't focused on other races that's doing way worse than us. Like I said, Johnny Manziel was out here using his silver spoon money doing cocaine. And he got a job, you said, at some league, some Legends League or some BS. It's, a, it's called a fan committed league where fans start lineups. It just came up on ESPN again. On the, on the, on the Who is his fans besides frat boys that probably be putting – be putting roofies in females' drinks. Man, I'm, listen, I, I don't know, bro. But like, if he got fans that's under 25 years old, like, bro, he was 15 or below when he was in the league. That was almost 10 years ago. Yeah. But yeah, he's getting chances. The only white guy they said that didn't, that got cut and didn't get a chance was, I think Bomani Jones said it was, um, Peterman. Well, not Peterman got chances too. No, no. Yeah, Nathan Peterman, who threw fucking, what, five interceptions and a half is getting chances. The only white dude who got released that didn't get another chance was um not Nathan Peterman. Oh, my God. What is his name, bro? Pat, Paxton Lynch. Mm. That's the only one. You haven't heard Pat? You haven't seen Paxton Lynch on a football team since. But you got – and then if you want to go into – style of play like you know a lot of black you know people expect that these black quarterbacks is going to be michael all of them are going to be michael vick right they and said lamar yes are some players uh, yeah they wanted lamar jackson to be a wide receiver um and then you have your you got your players who were game managers who you know either got hurt like a like a tyra taylor bro Ty, baker mayfield's playing like dog shit Tyrod Taylor gets a concussion, and then Baker Mayfield comes back, and yeah, he happens to play well, but then it turns out to Tyrod Taylor was trash. Well, meanwhile, he he had a couple good years with the Bills. He had the one good, he had the decent year with Cleveland that he got hurt, and then with the Chargers, you know, uh, malpractice happens where he mm-hmm. his his ribs are screwed up or his lung is screwed up because the the, the fucking team doctor was drunk, like. Yep. But they'll go quick to blame it on the player and say, "Oh yeah, the player does." 
ABCD one meanwhile they don't do any of that. Maybe it's just they're victims of circumstance. That does happen in life. Like it happens on in sports, it happens everywhere. Where the circumstances just don't are don't benefit or justify or they they or they don't benefit, they hurt, or they, you know, it doesn't justify what the results, the ends. And I feel like a lot of these guys get chances. Like Nathan Peterman is still on Mike fucking Glennon is about to start a game. You telling me with the Redskins, this new dude who may start on Sunday, I mean, the Washington football, I hate, oh, whatever, that fucking bull-ass team. That nut-ass team is caught, is making the guy, Taylor Henneke, some white dude is starting. But you can't let Dwayne Haskins start game 17? But the team you know, going to do, be in Washington. And they said they're probably going to continue not to have a name. They're going to look for another uh, racial bigotry, probably, man. name. Call them the Boogers. That's what you should call them. You should the call them the Boogers, the Booger McFadden's, the Tab Boys. That's what you should call them. The Washington Tab Boys. Washington Scrubs. They suck. Listen, man, all in all, I just wish, you know, I hope Dwayne Haskins becomes, you know, he kind of put in a statement like he's just focused on becoming a better man and a better football player, which, you know, I hope he lives to that. I hope he's able to get a second chance and you know in the game. I hope he's able to succeed wherever he is, whether it is as a backup or as a starter. I just hope he gets a second chance. And I hope he gets to prove that listen, the Redskins were just a shitty organization. They are <coughs> excuse me, still a shitty organization. And you know, he could redeem himself. So I wish nothing but the best for that kid. And you know, best of luck to him and uh fuck Washington. Same. We talking about the team. Uh, I don't know too much oh, yeah, about fuck, No, no, fuck yeah, fuck the Washington football team. Excuse me. Absolutely. No, no, no not fuck Washington DC. Shout out to Washington DC, but yeah, absolutely. That's a fact. All right, so I guess we are winding down on episode on the pilot episode. Uh, we'll talk about. I mean, unfortunate uh situation. Brody Lee. Or AEW's Brody Lee, if you know him in WWE as Luke Harper, uh, running John Huber passed away Saturday, if I'm correct, right? Mm-hmm. Or was night. it Sunday? Saturday night, passed away at the age of, your very young age of 41, due to a, um, it was verified, it was a lung issue that wasn't related to, wasn't COVID-19 related. Correct, because um, that's what had me nervous. When I found out it was a lung, I was like, oh man, I hope it ain't COVID related. That's what I thought too at first. I'm like, damn, I hope he didn't get, you know, I hope it wasn't a uh, COVID, you know, related situation. But according to his own wife, um, she verified, she said it wasn't nothing COVID related. He just happened to have a very fatal lung issue. Um, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, you know, he's best known with, you know, Brody Lee was his indie name, correct? Because I know you watch more of the indie stuff than I do. He was, was he Brody Lee in the indies as well? That was his name? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you know Ms. Brody Lee or Luke Harper in WWE, you know, he had a really good run with the Wyatt, you know, as part of the Wyatt family in WWE. Um, he was a part of the Bludgeon Brothers, too, at uh, Rowan, Eric Rowan. Um, just a great wrestler all around. Um, I, need, I know he kind of had, you know, very good mid-card, very good mid-card wrestler, very reliable, um, you know, in the ring, outside of the ring. I mean, I've heard not one bad thing said about the man. You know, from from either your favorite wrestler or, you know, 
either your favorite wrestler or just people in the business who were able to meet him, fans, you know, I've seen people who I know tweet that they met him and they said he was nothing but, you know, nothing but a nice guy, man. Um, I mean, it's just real, just really unfortunate. I mean, he's actually from New York. He was born in Rochester. And, um, yeah, you were right, Brent Banks. He was Brody Lee in, uh, independently. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran, he wrestled on his government name too, but, um, mostly on the Brody Lee, he wrestled in Ring of Honor. He started in Chikara, Dragon Gate USA. He wrestled in Dragon Gate in Japan. Mm-hmm. And then he signed with the WWE in 2012. Um, obviously we mostly know him for being part of the Wyatt family. Um, he had the brief run with the Bludgeon Brothers. He was also an intercontinental champion when he was, uh, and when he was when he was a sing, when he had a singles run, um, he kind of I think wasn't he supposed to get a kind of a solo title shot, but then he got hurt. I think it was, or something weird happened. I could have assumed. I could I could remember. Uh, probably could have been politics too. Am I wrong about that? Because I could have sworn they would it was discussed or they were kind of writing toward the fact that he may get a shot. Yeah, but, no, no, it was discussed, and he was going to get a potential title shot. But like I said, it's, it's probably politics more so than an injury. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Banks verified that. And it's just, man, it's just, it's unfortunate. You know, a lot, you know, I hate I hate when saying this when wrestlers die, but I, I feel like with wrestlers, like, they always, it's always something, it's never just because they grew old. Like, it's always, you know, when I first heard it, my, like, and I hate doing this because it's a poor stigma when it comes to professional wrestlers and them passing away. It's always, damn, was it drugs? Was it a car accident, a fatal car accident? Was it, you know, and, you know, and, and then if it's a, if it is a physical ailment that caused them to pass away, was it due to drugs? Was it due to them wrestling? Was it due to maybe them, you know, even though they did work sober for X amount of years, was it due to a drug problem? Was it because of their injuries just catching up to them? And, you know, 41 is young as hell. You know, obviously, with you know losing, you know leaving two kids behind is god awful. But um, you know, as sad as it is, it's glad to see that you know he was nothing short of respected and well loved by his peers, by fans. You know, by us. You know, obviously, us being fans. You know, I never really didn't have a bad thing to say about him. I know some of his run, like the Bludgeon Brothers run, was very nineteen late eighties. But it was fire. <laughs> but it would be hell out the But it was, yeah, it was. Smack, it I mean, they. Right, like they lived up to their name, so it was like you know what, I, this is a this is a very nineteen eighty five ass tag team, but you know what, they living up to their name, smacking the shit out of people and winning titles. So you know what, I can't be mad at it. They listen, they got paid, they were they got storylines, they they lived out their storylines, they did what they were supposed to do, they came, they whooped ass and won titles. Cool, I'm with that. Um, but you know he you know amongst for his physical talent, he was a great talent, you know. The a big dude who can move, which obviously that fucking Vince man gets a hard on over, so he was he played right up Vince man's alley, but um, you know, I really have nothing else to say than you know he was just a you know great wrestler, you know he was he was a great wrestler, a great mid card talent, um, as we can see nothing short of a very loving, well liked, very respectful person, and you know God bless him, you know condolences to. You know, praise to you know his fans, his family, and you know all his loved ones, man. Yeah, no. Once again, you said everything that needs to be said. Uh, the best thing I can say is, 
you know, besides the obvious prayer for his family, it, it's unfortunate that it took something like this to make, you know, and not so much one promotion, but another promotion, just show love. And then you got workers now from other promotions saying like, you know, you got Xavier Woods saying, I, you know, this is beautiful or something related to AEW. You know, they put that bullshit to the side or at least, you know, AEW. And, you know, you got workers from different companies saying, no, I love to him. And particularly, you know, known workers from WWE and probably part of the greatest tag team, if not the second greatest tag team of all time being New Day, showing love to him. So it's just unfortunate that it took a death for that to happen. But, you know, maybe that's part of the business. But other than that, man, it's just, you know, I think that's how you want to leave your mark on the world. You know, even if you leave at a young age, which is unfortunate, especially when you got kids, he left and nobody has anything to say. You know, Randy Orton giving out paragraphs about, you know, the time together. People haven't just been saying RIP. They've been giving like long speeches. Yes, exactly. While we here, you know, you might not be perfect. I'm far from perfect. I got more flaws than anything. But while you here and anybody that's listening, the best thing you can do is just make your mark, man, because you never know. And, you know, you want to make sure you can do everything you can so people can remember you by in a good way, especially if you got kids. He got he has two young kids and it's unfortunate they have to grow without a father. But now they know who their father are is besides the things obviously being around him for however many, you know, short amount of time they had to be around him. But they have stories from others that will last a lifetime. So. You know, in this case, God bless him. God bless his family. And, you know, his, his legacy is here. Yeah, he definitely, you know, definitely. I couldn't agree more. And he definitely has a legacy, you know, not only, you know, yeah, his singles rest, his singles career was, you know, decent. But, you know, he's part of what probably one of the one of the top three best factions of the last 10 years, 20 years mm-hmm. since 2000, you want to say? Mm-hmm. And it can't be worse than top five because you know the top three really is New Day, the Shield, and the White Family. And the, the other Uso. two, yeah. and the, you know the Usos, and you know the the other you know the other one is left to be discussed. But you know he definitely made his mark. I mean, unfortunately, he wasn't able to make his mark more. You know, it with AEW because the the thing too is I was when it happened, I was thinking because I'm not gonna hold you, I don't really watch AEW because they just completely lost me. Because they're like, no, oh, except for one, don't really watch AEW, bro. You're not the only it's one. Like, it's like WCW 2000. Because it had a very WCW feel on, early on. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to still watch it. But then the more it started going, it started turning to WCW 99 and 2000. Oh, and it's, place, bro. it's it just, it's a shit show. So, you know, him going to AEW, it was like, all right, cool. Get your bag. Like, you know, cool like i'm right with that and then you know i didn't really hear about him for two months i don't mm-hmm. know if you realize but i'm like no i didn't realize what i was really, yeah, I i'm sorry because like, you know, even though i don't watch AEW, yeah. that threw me off i'm like well maybe he just got a foot injury something like that yeah i'm thinking you know and usually with those types of things like they either write them off or they they, they kind of do something to tell you like hey this guy ain't gonna be here for a while but i'm thinking that you know now that i'm sitting thinking about it i'm like bro nobody really nobody there was not really a mention of him you didn't see him on camera for two three months so it's like okay 
either they kept it on the inside or maybe he asked them to keep it private. I don't know, but I was like, okay, it must have, you know, it was really something serious because we didn't see him on TV for a long time. So, I mean, it's just unfortunate, man. And just, you know, God, like I said, God bless him. God bless his family. God, you know, anybody who's ever worked with who anybody who said nice things about him, you know, because a lot of those dudes who were saying who were writing paragraphs do not write paragraphs on social media, bro. Right. <laughs> like, Randy Orton don't write paragraphs about people. Roman Reigns doesn't post two, three, four, five posts about one person, bro. So that right. says, you know, that says a lot about, you know, that says a lot about, you know, him not only, you know, we know what he did as a wrestler, but like as a as a person in the locker room and, you know, personally. So, man, God bless him, man. Absolutely. But yeah, bro. God bless him. God bless his family. And I mean, you know, let's just, I hope everybody understands that, you know, just because 2020, not to be morbid, just because 2021 is coming, you know, everything is going to magically turn over. But at the same time, just just keep going. That's the best thing I can say. Yeah, just keep building it. Just keep going, man. So that's the best thing I can say. And just love yours, man. That's all I can really say. That's but, a fact. Love yours and time waits for nobody. So just whatever, whatever you weren't able to do or, you know, whatever you can do, you know, in this in this weird time of life where you could just like, where you could do it without putting anybody else in or in yourself in jeopardy, bro, go ahead and do it. Just do it. You, know? you, never, know. you never know. That's a fact. So but yeah, we just leave uh, on that note. But you know, let's yeah, get some plug in, bro. Cause we, right, we, we definitely cooked on this one though. We definitely what? We cooked on this one, bro. Hell yeah, the first episode, the pilot, then we did three, we did three fucking hours, man. You can't, motherfuckers can't be talking for 20 minutes sometimes. But, right. uh, hey man, uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at who is original, W-H-O-I-S-O-R-I-G-I-N-E-L. If we're doing video on YouTube, I'm going to put my Twitter handle as my name. I just entered it and forgot, but I'll do it next time in case y'all know how to spell. But yeah, man, follow, follow me. Um, I just between about sports, music, video games, and pop culture shit. Um, I also do blends for SoundCloud. Follow me, SoundCloud. It's the same thing as my Twitter. I haven't posted in a while, but I will be posting some stuff soon. Um, yeah, man, just follow me. You know, I talk to everybody. And, you know, good looking out. If you listen to this, thanks for listening, man. And just keep supporting us. Oh, yeah, we're going forward. Yeah, we definitely going to be on YouTube. But, uh, you know, follow me. You see it at the bottom. Banks No Rest 2, uh, B-A-N-K-S-N-O. R E S T two on IG and Twitter. See what I got going on there. Yeah, man. Banks Banks is the hardest working podcaster in the world. This man got like ten podcasts, bro. Yeah, yeah. I just do them. I leave it at that. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I just I'm say just be working, bro. I, I want to eat. I'll just say that you know, not burying nobody. I want to eat, and I'll just leave it at nah. that. Nah, most definitely, man. But this is the first episode of many to come. Um, we're gonna come on soon. We're gonna have a name for this podcast. We may have a name for this podcast off air. We don't know yet. Uh, I, already already got the name. I already got the name. I'm about to get the cover already. So I'm gonna tell you oh, shit. What? oh shit. There we go. That that's 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 what I like, bro. But hey man, thank y'all for tuning in. Tell a friend, tell a friend, keep you know, keep you know, follow us, man. We're gonna post when we when we gonna when we're gonna pod and do all that good stuff. So most definitely thanks, thanks for having me. Let's get it, man. Oh no, this ours, bro. This, you know, 
that's what we working for, bro. You said let's go. We going. Let's go. Hey, hey, man. It's up. What's what? What do them Detroit play people say? It's up and it's stuck. Uh, yeah. Just send some me some shit money. like that. You're right. What the? Send me some bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Send me some bucks. Hey, man. For real. All right. We out. Uh, we out later.